Hi, and welcome to Tavern Talk. Every now and then we like to take an episode where instead of continuing to play the adventure, we look through all the clues we've collected so far and try and sift those down into figuring out what the actual story is. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but the story's a little deep and windy here. So uh, this episode is a, it's still chat interactive. You'll still see, in fact, chat makes a ton of really meaningful contributions, but we're literally gonna build on the conspiracy board that we made in the past. Hello, I am Trevor. I play Zothkug, the Orth, Orc Cleric. Orth. The Orthoduck Cleric. <laughs> the Orc Cleric, and with the help of chat, I might uh, get a, a face full of pie today. So, you know, we got that to look forward to. On to <laughs> you, Jake. Hello, I am Jake. I play, uh, I almost said Zothkug. That would have been wrong. <laughs> I play Owlin, the Azamar Barbarian. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's about it. On to on to Wash. <laughs> I'm Wash, and I do play Zothkug. Um, <laughs> I, I play I play uh, Blue Zothkug, and Trevor plays Gray Zothkug. Um, yes, but the, the Zothkug that I play is small and mole-like and wizardy, uh, and has a secondary name Jebediah that he goes by. So yeah. Um. Hello, I am Matt. Um. I also play Zothkug. Nice. Um. <laughs> He, he's the one who changes form um, and happens to be a rogue. Um, sometimes goes by Fox, but it's Zothkug. And I'm Josh, the official voice actor of Zothkug Hibub, who is uh, the the orc cleric in the uh, in the party here. Um, chat with the cheers. Thank you so Yo. much for the bits. We appreciate you. Woo. You are steadily climbing. There are two. So let me make sure this is clear. There are two things on the line tonight when it comes to cheers and bits. Okay. If you make it to 12,500 bits, you reach level three and the council will vote upon new spells to add to your repertoire as well as increase spell slots. If you make it the whole way to three, one, four, one, five, then, which is pie. If you make it to that many, many bits cheered, Trevor will legit pie himself in the face live on this stream. He's got all the ingredients ready next to him, and it's ju it's just gonna happen. As soon as we hit that threshold, everything stops, and Trevor pies himself in the face. I appreciate especially the one d ten force damage kicked off the cheers with pie three point one four. He he gave us three hundred and fourteen bits. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Now, as far as uh, our our adventure tonight. We're actually going to spend a lot of our time looking at this conspiracy board. I don't rem I don't know if you remember the last time we did this, but basically I forgot to crop it away from my face. But basically this this conspiracy board has all the clues that the party has ever unlocked while playing D&D. And they have a chance now to arrange all those clues basically into a way that might make them make sense, help them figure things out. And for this stream, it makes I'm, sense. I'm absolutely taking the back seat here. All I'm doing is navigating you around the whiteboard to try and watch what they're doing. Because last time we, uh, we had all this crazy stuff going on up here and they, they, they started putting the pieces together. So I'm literally gonna just shut up now and let them take the lead. You, the party, are in charge now. Large and in charge. Well, uh, guys, I think um, I think we've done a good job here. I think we should all head home. <laughs> um. Great. Yeah, as I look at this conspiracy board now, I think we <laughs> still perfect. have it. Nothing has changed. Um, no, 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 we've never been wrong. Ever. <laughs> never, we're never wrong. Yeah, so. I mean, we're, we're one and oh. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've made one conspiracy board.
And it, and it and it was spot on. We know that for a fact. Yeah, we should yeah. quit while we're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to. We don't go one and one. D and D campaign ends. Like it's just like we've <laughs> we've figured it out. So like there's no need. All right. And and for so, those of us that have not figured it out, a a pretty solid strategy would be for us to just hang out in the in the bowl, um, and uh, and just like start a corn dog stand. And we oh, can just sure. like have like session after Ooh. session of corn dog economics, and uh, and then as you know, because because Josh has stated that that when we don't in, interact with things, they kind of happen in the background. Stuff will just blow up in our face, and yeah. our corn dog stands will will fall down the waterfall into the underdark, and and we're you know, we'll be like, hey, there's the big thing there, and then we'll just go ahead and stop it. Well, It'll come so, to us, yeah. Do we yeah. Well, yeah. dive right into yeah. the new clues? Because I know we didn't get through all the clues last time from previously. Yeah, where where are the new clues? Whose clues? If Blues, you look yes. at the list, so on the left side here, I've organized all the clues in order of sessions. But if you get down to the bottom of that list, there have been four sessions since the last time. So I put those in just like a little four by four grid of clues here at the bottom of the screen. And that is where you will find all that information. Okay. And the clues are arranged by things you discovered, new events that are happening in the world, new characters or entities, and new places that you've learned about. So not all of these sticky notes are necessarily required. I just tried to put as much information that I remembered you getting in each session in here. And just like before, it's not an exhaustive list. Like if you remember something you found out during a session, you can add it. I I may have missed things because I did this from memory over the weekend. So... We've Fair played enough. four sessions since we last worked on this conspiracy yes. theory board. It's been a month. Um, you know what I? You know what I liked? Mm. It feels like things keep happening to our characters. That, mind you, I feel like in character make more sense to focus on, right? But we haven't talked about any of this stuff in character. No. So uh, we, just we to be clear, go. just to be clear, we have been counting these tavern talk sessions oh. with this conspiracy board as though you are all debriefing what you know, like your character, whatever conclusions you come to tonight, your characters will also have come to oh, in the game. Okay. This is there's a concept in gaming called the murky mirror, which I would love to explain in a YouTube video sometime on our YouTube channel, which you should subscribe to <laughs> that basically says it's so hard to separate the player from the character once you are in the flow of an adventure that it is better to treat everything as if you're seeing it in a murky mirror. So there, there's still, metagaming still exists, right? Like if you have connected something to a monster, but your character would have no way of knowing that monster exists, then you shouldn't roleplay them as if they know. But a lot of the clues that you figure out, it just doesn't make any sense to deny it to the player or to the, like it doesn't make sense to keep them separate. Just let them kind of overlap and take that information and those conclusions with you. It makes for much more fun gameplay and it makes it way easier to keep track of everything. And I think that like is a difference between like metagaming is like take like literally taking the rules of the game outside the universe and using that to your advantage, even though your character wouldn't know to do that versus like coming to a conclusion about the conspiracy. That's all in universe. So right. like if you came to that conclusion, it can be reasonably assumed that your character did too, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, so speaking of which, um, I'm pretty sure the Aboliths are probably like a major top of the point in this close to the top of the food chain so this whiteboard has infinite space so if you wanted you could literally ignore the work you did before and start like a fresh one over on the left here and like arrange things fresh. over there and that would be so that clean. would be fine too um 
just so you know, like you don't have to try and retrofit what you're doing now into the past conspiracy board, but just guide, just tell me where you're looking on the whiteboard. So I know to follow okay. you. Well, let's, uh, how about we, we kind of like recap some of these clues just to like say them out on the stream and get them in fresh into everybody's heads. Okay. Just from the new streams or you want to start with the old ones? Oh, we'll start with the new streams here real okay. quick. Actually, you know what? Let's start with, we don't have any, un any clues under session 11. The one oh. with the heart to hearts. Uh, the one with the heart to hearts was you guys basically talking about the stuff you'd already figured out. If you remember, you gotcha. were sitting on a cart after yep. you escaped dig site six. And so uh, there yeah. weren't really any new clues to be gained in there. All right, we so we letter, put this right. That's the time we got the letter for Fox. Uh, yes, you're right. You did get a letter for Fox, so I did miss one. My bad. It's okay. Did it's I a lot of stuff that, that happens. Oh, uh, <laughs> you, well, you, you refused to acknowledge yourself as Fox, and so Jeb said he was Fox, and he took the letter. And then when the the mail carrier left, it ripped. You guys ripped it. Oh yeah, that's right. Jeb got like seventy percent, and you got like thirty percent of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 70 30 split. Yeah. But I think that doesn't sound fair to me. I think we need to retalk this. Uh... <laughs> it's like a wishbone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever way it breaks is the way it happens, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm pulling up my notes to figure out what's in that letter, right. but I'll add it. I, I did start a little, unless somebody already started a little area. I did start a little area. Nope. Go, Go for, for it. it. Where'd you start um, the area? Zoom out and you'll see it. It's a top, little, little top far left. away. Oh, I see it. Top left. Are you? Did you? Did you draw the Aboleth with your uh, with your mouse? Oh, you right. <laughs> I could have just put a text. <laughs> no, I just think it's funny. Like I like. Good for you. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty conspiracy board like. Yeah, I like it. It looks like you're left-handed. Uh, you know that's true. I am terrible with. Are, I feel like everybody's terrible at using. Are you left-handed though? Pointer. I am. No. So I know what it looks like. I'm left-handed as well. Got hey. Him. Bam. I always Damn. was, but my mother made me not. <laughs> I that's... had parents who didn't judge me for being left-handed, so... Uh -huh. yeah. Th that's a thing. They just made jokes about you being in your right mind. All right, all right I'm going to start reading these off. So in session 12 and 12... Hang on one, one sec, Wash. Your audio is doubling. Yeah, you're, you're doubling for me as well. It was just a second to let Discord calm down here. I just popped over to Discord, before? so sorry, stream. Oh, you're back now. No, it's like... It just started doing it. I think I must have done something over here that angered the ram or something. Well, no, it happened it's for me too. On my side, on, yeah, I was oh, saying, okay. it happened to me too. But well, rip. Either way, well, uh, hopefully it doesn't. Yeah, we'll be okay. All right. I like. Oh, is that yeah. what an aboleth looks like? Yeah. Yo, that's evil looking. Aboleths are spooky. Are they from the water? Do they swim around in the water? Yeah. Oh, that's so, why there's all the freaking all the freaking so water going on. <laughs> am, am I still I like you sound okay? Yeah, you sound great, Wash. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so you were talking about metagaming and knowledge here and at the conspiracy board and stuff like that. I know a lot about Abolis because I've run one in a, like a D&D game before as a DM. Um, and I presume that that information is off limits because I don't want to break things. Here's the deal about Aboliths. Um Owlin has found a giant library at the top of um, the laboratory to Oara. I see no reason why generic information about the monster, the Aboleth, couldn't be in that library somewhere. 
Like, okay. I really think that okay. it's okay. I'm, I'm not bothered okay, well, by you guys making those connections. If you're cool with that, I'm cool with that. Um, like, if, Honestly, we're, if we'll make concessions about like obtaining the information in world, and really, because because aboliths are just kind of weird. They're they're very otherworldly, almost like beholders. They're kind of like aliens. Wow. So it's like, so it's like you wouldn't really, you might not even like encounter that information in the world. So if if you're cool with with that, um, then I'm cool with that. I'm cool with it. Okay. Cool. I'm so, cool yeah, with it too. Aboliths are are like ancient they are like super ancient and super old and uh i believe they're psionic um but okay they, uh, sorry they, i'm gonna interrupt you for a second matt when i said we could have the murky That's mirror i didn't mean put mad. their stat block on the whiteboard okay <laughs> get that out of here hp carry on wash okay ancient um, scary beings <laughs> Yeah, they're they're super ancient. Um, they're super smart, and they they like retain a ton of in, like a knowledge. Um, they also secrete like like they're fish, so like they live on deep 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 underwater, um, and they secrete a mucus. And if you come in contact with the mucus, like as it permeates through the water, uh, you be you gain the ability. Or you lose the ability, rather, to breathe water. You become addicted to the to the water around them. You can start to breathe underwater, but you can no longer breathe air until the effect runs out. And they use that to to trap their thralls and their minions underwater, deep underwater, with them because they can't swim out to the surface anymore. Mm. Um, and Do you become uh, like controlled by the abolith in a way or like yeah okay yeah they are very much puppet masters um and uh yeah so there's like like it's like spooky spooky stuff like that they're they're really smart they're really devious um they're they're very arrogant or they can be um huh. that makes sense why there would be um do you guys remember? I think it was at the um, the dig site at dig site six. There was like a way to get into the bad guy's office through the water. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's creepy. That's really creepy. Well, now that I know that. Okay, so that combined with world knowledge, um, we know that in the center of the three pillars that shoot up into space, uh... there's a vortex in the ocean that connects to another world of some kind. Chad, I'm taking and you over the map so you can there, see that. And nearby um, is where the mermaids live. Gotcha. And that's the the mermaids angered the gods. That's a thing we know. Yep. Maybe they welcome. Maybe they accidentally brought the aboliths in. I believe there was like a maelstrom around the vortex. There is. No that one can maelstrom. find the vortex intentionally. Uh, in the first eon or the first age, right. uh, Gomteus, god of chaos and creativity, created a maelstrom that specifically defeats navigational tools. Maps don't seem to align the right way. Compasses don't work properly. So the only way to find this access to the other planes is to stumble across it. You can't get there intentionally. That does say anything about accessing uh, water. Wash is doubling again. Um, How about now? Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, oh, there, oh there we go. He back. Weird. 
like the, the stuttering finally stopped on my side and then you guys said my voice whacked out anyway ah. the uh, the maelstrom it doesn't like that's a storm and typically storms don't go like go underwater too much and so i presume that this maelstrom probably does not affect the merfolk or at least not that much well uh <clears throat> Good what? talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> no, sorry. Oh, my favorite noises. is when the silence kept going. Like you made the first joke, and I was like, "Ah, oh, yes, Trevor will come back with his line." And then it just it just kept going, and everyone just kind of awkwardly like. <laughs> I lost it all. It, it all just like left my mind. Mm, that happens to me. Yo, one with the dark links. Some really ugly kind of fishes in the water only seems to swim by every few months. That's an abolith. Ooh. It could be. Where was that? In session the 10, the one with the darklings. How do I... Should I just move it over to the... Yeah. Uh, oh. Copy I, I, I think I was... That was when... Um, when was that? That was Zoth You were busy Alvin, being right? seen trying to take a door off its hinges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was... That was... Uh, me, and, me and Zoth. Okay. Um, also... Good to know. Um, the floor around the dig site um, is slimy. Oh, the, the slime! Yep. Shoot, yeah. How uh, could we not that, see it? And like that, that gasoline-y, like that smell, that, that acrid or whatever smell that came from the uh, the water. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like Jeb almost like put his head under the water, and that could have been an interesting situation. Oh, that would have been crazy to, to dunk Yo, your head in there and potentially yeah. like not be able to breathe air. For yeah, a while. <laughs> didn't we run through it though? We didn't have to make the save. No, it's when your when your head is underneath it. Yeah, it's when you're breathing it. Oh, it's not just contact. Well, uh, that's to my knowledge anyway. That I mean that checks out since we ran through it a bunch of times, you know. Mm -hmm. That do be scary though. I feel like we like came pretty and, close. Uh, and the Zorn had gills formed on it, so it could breathe underwater, even though it normally Snap. doesn't do that. Oh, wait! So the Zorn that wasn't Sacrium, that was it coming in contact with the mucus. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Crap. I just moved that over there. Yeah. Let's let's move everything we think is related. Josh is loving this. <laughs> ground covering and grimy muck. Gonna move that as well. I love seeing pieces click into place for players. Yeah, man. It's so fun. And wait, there's a river that goes all the way back to Tumbleweb, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it comes from Tumbleweb, right? It's fed by waterfalls from the surface. Yeah. It goes into the well. Hmm. And then the well, I guess, feeds into these rivers. Well, and if I do, if I recall, the uh, when we met the the drow, um, that water was not like smelly and like and acrid or whatever. Bodies in it. It did have merfolk bodies in it, but I I think it was probably far enough away from dig site six. Dig site six, coincidentally, is really like I'm looking at the map. It's really close to the ocean. Ooh. So right. 
Sorry about that chat. Lupin ran into my office and I had to go and greet him and send him back on his way. You can tell me if this Send is not we're privy to or not. But do the oceans in the Underdark, um, do, they, they, do they match? Or is it like sections? The gray surrounding the Underdark is when you reach the edge of the continent and hit the ocean. Okay. So, so the ocean just extends down. That doesn't mean that the gray is water, though, right? That just means up above is where the ocean is. Um, right. I mean, at some points, like you can see here, there's a river. That river is going to feed into the ocean and keep going. So that's a deep point. But okay. it's not all ocean. This was meant to symbolize the continent, not necessarily the depth of the water. But gotcha. just just by by its nature, the seafloor will vary in elevation. So at points it will reach, and at points it won't. Okay, so the underdark at points will just be like more dirt. Yes, at most points. I mean, think about if you go a mile down, like yeah, there's not much ocean that's bordering a continent that you can see from a mile down. So yeah. Who's that moving the underdark? I think that oh. might have been me. Oh, okay, no, I, no, it wasn't. I uh, I was trying to move my way out of there, and I accidentally grabbed it. <laughs> I think I can I'm, lock them. I'm easy. moving all the sticky notes that have to do with either merfolk or uh, aboleths to the, our little section that we're building. Cool. Yeah, I locked me... the maps, so now you can navigate on there. So what do we know? Well, never mind. I'm going to so, shut up and um, let you guys talk. Yeah, shut up, Josh. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> so about the aboleths. <laughs> Sorry, it was really cathartic. It felt good. <laughs> it always feels good to tell your DM to shut up. <laughs> Silence, knave. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was. Oh yeah, so the hydroelectric, uh, hydro, hydro, hydroelectric. Sorry, what? It's bless you, boogie, 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 boogie. The it, the the abolis moved through the through the water. That can't be. That can't be a coincidence. That they want to build a hydroelectric plant. Where? Hey, so, 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 Jake. Actually, about that. That is Edison. That's yes. wanting to to build hydro. I believe that Edison is like at odds with the Bright World Company. Oh. What if Edison is an abolition. Well, and no. also the Bright World Company are puppets. Like, like we got information from that's true. Um, from that snake dude that that they were puppets and that there's something behind them controlling them but like so the bright world company might be useful fools or like like a useful idiot yeah and be and have some like high players that are um that are being controlled by the aboleth but you know not necessarily everybody knows what's going on uh, but i think edison is like their own thing like you know, uh, during the the one with Kaivin, I desperately like when he was like, "Do you want me to spell it out for you?" I'd just be like, "Yes, please, please? do." The dark site, the dark site is within the uh, the bounds of Edison's testing grounds. That's something random that I'm seeing now that I remember. Yes. Also, Trevor, um, I did roll for Kaivin's behaviors based on um, how offended he was at any given time. I had a chart of like the way he would react to things you said, but I have a feeling it would not have gone well if you would ask no, him to spell out a not. secret in detail. Absolutely, <laughs> roll not. for trigger. Like yeah. the, the like you role played it very well, and obviously, like we weren't gonna mess with that. But like there is still that part of me that's like, yes, please explain everything in excruciating detail to me. <laughs> Do it! I dare you. So one thing that I did want to mention um, about the aboliths is that their mucus and stuff is like proximity based. It only extends out 
like from them. It's almost like a layer thing, and it affects the terrain Can it be up to like I don't know. But like but it. like essentially, if that was at dig site six, that means the abolith is somewhere around there. Sure. Oh, like still there. Yes, like it's uh, it like radiates out from it. Like it's like an area effect. Like oh. it might be like a couple miles or something like that. I'm not sure how big the radius well, they can, is. They can be on land too, right? They can be there. I don't know. I think they're aquatic. Anything that you don't know, I would prefer if you didn't research tonight. Sure. I love That's you bringing fine. all your prior info in there, but I think just to keep it like, because yeah. that way you have something you can, oh, we need to learn this and you can pursue that in, in game. Okay. I was like, I know we we're going with the library thing. I don't know if that would be in the library or not. Hey, if Matt, you can you hit control Z real quick and okay. unpaste that stat block real quick? Uh, did I paste it somewhere? No, I want I want you to control Z and repaste it back. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> real quick. I just got to spam control Z. Yeah, just just real quick. Yeah, just real quick. Yeah. If you, don't, well, if you don't mind. Just just a peek. Yeah. If it's not too much trouble. Ah, uh, Belly asks a good question that I don't think Josh will answer, but he asks how many aboleths are there? Are they usually solitary or do they work in numbers? We don't know. We don't know. That's You know, I believe they're solitary, solitary, but that's that's stretching. Like, when Kyvin, I, Kyvin said aboleths. Yeah. Mm. When you tell the DM to shut up, you get no help from this side of the gaming table. <laughs> now you're going to pull that out. <laughs> I think... Yeah. Uh, no, I wait, no. Aboleths, apostrophe S on this sticky note. So singular with an apostrophe oh, S. Oh, the DM accidentally giving us clues. Or was I typing hastily? <laughs> I hope he wasn't <laughs> typing hastily, and otherwise he would help us in that case if he was. Wait, wouldn't you not put an apostrophe if you were typing hastily? Not always. Autocorrect, man. Autocorrect. Anyway, I believe it's singular now that I've seen Aboleth singular with an apostrophe S. Anyway, that's what I got from that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good talk. Good <laughs> All right, so I'm trying to grab like the merfolk stuff, right? What do we have going on down and here? And I'm trying to. I this guess is, we're using these are people. our miscellaneous things that we've pulled over over here, but we haven't like oh, added so. to the thing. Like Ooh, these are water like water in the underdark beneath tumbleweb is fouled for one mile diameter, centered on tumbleweb. Yeah. But oh shoot! It's underneath tum tumbleweb then. But. It was it was fouled out by dig site six, and it wasn't fouled. Um, In it wasn't fouled at at the drow camp, right? That's correct. Right. So I'm wondering if it has if it's spending time enough time like in multiple commuting. places. Yeah, yeah, it's commuting. There you, go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, work works in every every few months or so. Then that would make sense. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want to just stay in one place. Otherwise, people would figure it out like we are right now. I, 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 uh, I did. Once you said, uh, you know, don't research anything. I did remove the website I was looking at. But, <laughs> um, I would, I would gather that an effect that it causes would not dissipate quickly. Yeah, like something yeah, that they like, typically don't. So. I, if it spends enough time at each location, I feel like it could just add up. Ali suggests maybe adding to the map where the water is known to be fouled and where it is not, so we can establish mm. a pattern. 
Uh, can I copy the map? Uh, yes. You might have to right-click and unlock it, because I did that so we wouldn't keep dragging it around when we were trying to move. Gotcha. Don't drag me down. No, uh, no, no, no. I'm going to no, try no. pasting and see what happens. Cheers, Grubbug, and hi, Bestie. Nope. Everybody hydrate. Bestie. Cheers. Oh, no, I got to get more drink. And for Cheers. anybody who I'll joined us late tonight, I also want to let you know that because it's pie day, if we make it to 31415 bits cheered, Trevor's going to pie himself in the face live on camera. Um, and I personally am very excited to see it. So uh, <laughs> the 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 possibility is there. We we are we got a ready whip. I I cannot. Oh wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That was a roller coaster. What just happened? I'm like trying to find it. I can't see. Oh, we got a random rectangle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took a while. Oh, it's to gone. Load. I see. All right. So. I guess we don't really need right now. I got to unlock it as well, I think. Oh, no, I don't. Why would I Why would I say that? Can I crop this? Is that an option? I can, why is it moving? Sorry, that's me. I thought you had locked it. <laughs> I locked it now. Um, trying to think um, if I can crop this, because if I can... I, I'll make it a lot smaller so I can blow it up. You know what I'm saying? Boom. Boom chicka boom. Yeah. Speaking exactly of blowing like up, um, you know, Edison is doing like demolition. Oh. Down in the underdark below okay. uh I think below Templewood. Yep, I got you. All I got right, nothing else so... to do tonight, it's you guys working on the clues. <laughs> We look at this. Um, do we do we know how much distance a hex roughly is? A hex is thirty miles. Oh, so okay. Oh, so, a hex in the world map, not a hex in uh, like right. the spell type. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hex is about four wings. Um, I'm gonna yep. use. Let's choose a color that will stand out. I'll use. Uh, Chartreuse. Green. There we go. No, that's not. I don't like that. Never mind. I don't like that color. I guess black would stand out. Black goes with everything. Ah, stand out. How would the avatars tie in with the aboliths? Uh, we have the prophecy. If the avatars fall, then the gods fall. Is the Abolith trying to kill the avatars? Well, they're trying How are to capture them. Well, I, I feel like if these are like creatures that are sentient, right? Um, and I, I think they're pretty old, too. The avatars um, or the um, Abolith? Abolith. Like, they're, they're, they don't die naturally. I don't think. Gotcha. Um, so maybe they want to be gods. Of the, of the world. Maybe they're just trying to usurp the gods essentially and take over the mortal world. You know, world domination. You know, the classic as you do. You know. As you as, do. Yeah. As one does. So those are the two spaces I X'd on the map um, that are known to be tainted. 
Hmm. Okay. Obj. I mean, obj. I see that little. I see a little text box that says OBJ. Anyway. Um. Okay, those are good to know. Tainted. Got it. Um. So I'm oh, someone here. someone copied it, didn't move it. I see. Chat, I got you. Uh, I'm not sure why. Oh, I see what happened here. Matt moved this one on top by accident. Here we go. There you go. I'm I'm I, I'm a master UI user. Okay. Totally. Totally master UI user. So, I think we should focus on people uh, or groups. For, for our new board here. That will keep us organized and it will help make connections a lot easier. Um, since we already started with Aboleth. Um, okay. So the Bright World Company would be a group that we could put. Um, True. So I definitely think the Bright World Company has a, a oh, direct shoot. connection... Um, copy, paste to the Abolus. Oops. Why would you paste there? Okay. <laughs> Tell I got asked that in kindergarten crafts all the time. <laughs> Why would you paste there? There we go. Chat, let me know when you're done looking at the map and I'll hop over to their pile of clues again. Uh, you're not missing much at the pile of clues right now. <laughs> Chat says, well, you can see a direct line from the upper world ocean to the underdark underneath Tumbleweb. Ooh. From both sides, too. Um, so, yeah, here's ocean going through Tumbleweb. And then if we come over here to look... There it is. Let's look at the underdark. Here's Tumbleweb in the underdark. So. Okay, okay. It's literally, like... All sorts of seaways and waterways. Interesting. Interesting. You would have to go through the bowl if you're going from the surface to the Underdark, right? Because that's where the river pours into the Underdark. There is also this entrance from the south. Remember this river right, heading right. south. But the bowl is certainly one way you could go. What is this? Who put a... What are you... What are you making over here? I see that. Me? What? <laughs> what? Okay. I'm just... I'm seeing things happen over to the top left. Yep. I don't know oh, what's going know what on over I there. I looked at that and immediately left. <laughs> oh, I wonder if... Okay, I think I might know what's happening up there. But that's okay. I know what's happening here. Okay, Bright World Company. Uh, what else can we connect group-wise to the Bright World Company, Merfolk, or Adolith? Um. Oh, oh. Our last session. What are those people called? The fair, uh, the the ones that are only in children's stories, but are real. The oh, Grey Watch. Um, yeah. You just met. Yes. Yeah. I just met one of them. Um, uh, do we have that? 
on a sticky note? Yeah. It's in your most recent session. I'm looking. I'm looking. There were a ton of clues in the most recent session. There's a yeah, lot of details. There was a, there was a lot of That would be crap. somewhere under new people, I believe. I found it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm a total UI master. I can read. He can read. That's confirmed. <laughs> That's confirmed. Um, I'll just put it over here. <laughs> Huge if true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, da, 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 and we'll make that this color, okay? And gray watch. Okay, I want to make sure I spelled watch right. I didn't want to be embarrassed. Belly says, unless Digside 2 has water that is corrupted, then you can pretty much determine that the entrance under Tumbleweb was accessed from the south. So if we come back up here to the map, you're saying if if two also has corrupt water. Gotcha. Hmm. But we have we we haven't been to any other dig site yet, right? No. No. We were gonna either go to the dark uh, spot or yeah, I think that was you thought about good. going to dig site seven at one point. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Wait, there was, wasn't there something about money being moved around in a weird way? Lots of money was moved to dig site five, I think. It was the one on the... No, dig, dig site seven or eight? It was seven. Is it seven? Yeah. I think that's why there was consideration of going there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think maybe... Gosh... Do you think the Aboleth is like traveling between all the dig sites? Do you think all the dig sites Possible. have different functions and the Aboleth that like checks up on each one of them? Well, we know they have different. <laughs> he's functions, not fully right? invested in one site. He's he's a Dabolith. He dabbles. <laughs> <laughs> he can never finish a project. Yeah. That's right. Well, we know there's the the dig sites each are serve different purposes, right? Yeah, Bella, we've been to dig site six. That's the only <laughs> one we've been to. Dig site six is the one where they did all their shenanigans. What dig site is uh, is Kip working at? Wasn't it five? I don't think you were told which dig site Kip works at. I'm pretty sure I was told which dig site Kip works at. Oh, that's possible. Kip Batowski. Uh, but if you were, one. I don't remember it, and it's not in my notes. So. No, the water was the water was bad at six. I don't know. At some point, this have we not? Why did we not X'd out where the water was tainted at six? I, I did. He did. There's an X over six. Oh, it's not. It's it's uh, off kilter for me. Like it's that's funny. Huh. Cool. Oh, is it? Are you seeing the thing underneath? There, there was a map underneath, I believe. Yeah, it's, it's something scaled wrong for me. Oh, he meant eight then. Wrong. Belly says, okay. "Oh snap, I meant eight then." They have not been to any other dig sites besides six at the moment. Belly, they they got to six from like. Um, somewhere over here is where they fell into the Underdark, like near this river, and then came up to Dig Site 6 and went straight from there to Tumbleweb via somewhere up in here in this Nis is Kyvin's Hunt. Hey, uh, You don't John. need to be sorry to be distracting, Billy. I've been wondering if we should invite you into the voice call. You've got so many great ideas. If you wanted to, like, help discuss and, like, you know, help put the pieces together, you, you seem like you've got a lot to contribute here. Um, you and know, I'm mostly supposed to shut up, so like, 
I need someone else to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, here's the thing that I think we should think about, right? Yeah. Um, Wingle Digits. What about them? Uh, yeah, the Bright World is um, <laughs> the only manufacturer, right? That mm -hmm. we know of. And we have an inkling that high, upper, you know, the upper echelon of this company mm -hmm. are being controlled by the Aboleth. Yeah. Or the Aboleth um, at least started the company. And Ky Kyven, um Yes, Kyven. said that the Aboleth have been planning for eons. Yeah. So... Do you think this, the Wingle Digits, aren't a coincidence? Definitely not. I think they were waiting for something, or they were accumulating enough resources to. What are... Oh, okay. So they were either waiting for something, like they they knew that magic was going to go off, and were waiting for that event, or they were accumulating resources to make that event happen. I would imagine they they must have done it. But why Wingle Digits? Why, why control magic that way? Maybe so that way they the Aboleth has. Projects? I mean, true. It could just be a money maker, right? Um, but I'm wondering if Wingle Digits is a way to control who does magic. The Aboleth can basically indirectly control what groups of people get to use magic based off mm. of where wingle digits go what if what if the wingle digits are like magical tracking devices and so like whenever someone uses magic they know they mm. get a pain basically i don't know there's there's something with wingle digits i'm having a hard time connecting it to the abolith directly in a sense yeah. like of what why it would be useful to the abolith well they're also good for just storing magical energy and power I mean, yeah. So, so um, there was there was a prophecy uh, that talked about severing might from mind. Wash was doubling no, their no, chat, but what he said was there was a prophecy that talked about severing might you're, you're from mind. Now, and Wash. you're back now, Wash. Oh, he oh, gone. Oh. He's he's gonna reconnect, guys. He's just um, force quitting and restarting oh, his wait, Discord. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, which which way is it? Is it this way? This <laughs> there way? There you go. There's Matt. Oh, oh. Jebediah Matterment. Yeah, man. Matadaya Jebberment. Mm. Oh, Jebberment is my favorite word. He back. Oh, too late. Now I'm just going back and forth on my own camera. Hi, Wash. <laughs> Maybe. We believe in you, Wash. Um, we want you here. We value you. So. <laughs> oh. Wash was bringing up the prophecy about something severing might from mind. I yeah. think he was going yeah. to relate that to Wingle Digits. I think that's the line he was following there. I'm I'm ready for his banger of a line that that connects the two. I think that's going to be awesome. Is that on a sticky note? No. Likely. The prophecy is is probably on a sticky note somewhere. Oh, the prophecy, yeah. Sorry. You got it from the Drow, so it'd be the in the one where the Drow break stereotypes. Uh, deep in the West lies an evil forgotten, evil as ancient as time. If the five should fall, it will strike down the gods. Severing might from mind. Okay. Oh, was that the last part of it? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to put that up with. I assume the Aboleth is the great evil. Yeah. Yeah. Deep in the West. I guess if it's talking about the continent. Yeah. In general. 
Are we in the east though? No, we're we're in the west. No, wait. Oh no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You made me rethink <laughs> the cardinal directions for a moment. I'm like, wait, which way's west? <laughs> <laughs> which way's west? <laughs> I okay. Love, I love it when when we when we're in the west. So, right now, the merfolk provoked the gods. I wonder if the there were a certain amount of merfolk under control of the abolith, um, that were used to help further its plans to provoke the gods. Yeah, I don't think the merfolk like did this of their own volition. I definitely think them being like controlled by the apple. I mean, merfolk live in the water. It lives in the water. I I don't know. I think it might be separate. I think maybe the merfolk uh, angered the gods by like either accidentally or intentionally, but under misguidance, summoning the abolith from the vortex. If that makes sense. Like, what if? But the 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 abolith have been around before since before i know but it's from another plane is it not like it's like not from our plane from what i remember it's like we it it would have been summoned through the vortex right like what if what if there's some have you guys seen the movie shang chi yes okay what if it's a hey open this portal because it's gonna be a thing you it's like this long lost person that you want to be here but it ends up being like haha fooled you you open this portal i'm actually a bad guy and you let a bad guy through the portal what if it's that it could but definitely how would how would they've been influencing things up to that point i don't know that that's the thing i'm i'm stuck on i I feel like they had to have been in the world for a what long if, time. What if the abolists were like a wish gone wrong? Yeah, but the wish thing is like only a pure of heart wish or whatever. Yeah. That, that's not going to happen. I don't, it's, yeah, it's, I, that's, I don't think selfless that's going to happen. Selfless doesn't mean good. Generally, well, uh, I guess if it's it, not yeah. about you, right? Uh, well, it means that you don't gain anything from it. Like, you're not doing it to get gain. Uh, the abolith would definitely gain from this. And if you work out, you always do things to get gains, okay? Yeah, get gains, yeah! Like, what if a wizard Sick was like, gains. I wish there were abolists in this world? So, Wash, you're coming oh. through clear and, clear and great. Uh, so, Wash, um, we did move the prophecy over. Um, you were saying something about it, though, and we just wanted to know if it was anything. Oh, uh, severing might from mind, I think, has to do with wingle digits and magic. Um, Severing might from mind. Yeah, if wizards um, have might, uh, like have power because they are magic users. Um, like those those who have the the knowledge to to use magic have have strength in that. And doing away with magic severs the might, might from, from mind. mind. That's oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And then putting it into Wingle digits, it's no longer associated with mind at all. It's like a monetary might instead. Yeah. So, wait. Um, there's an avatar that wasn't captured, right? Sorry, before we move on to that, I want to make it clear in case it wasn't written on that prophecy. Um, that is a partial prophecy. The Hammer of Ambercliff right. never heard the rest of it. Just so gotcha. just so we know that there's more to it than that. Right. We got We got the part that he did know. Yeah. Um, 
so there's an avatar that wasn't captured, right? Somewhere over here. Let me go back to our old conspiracy board. This looks very organized. I, I can totally all... find out. <laughs> well, oh, now hold on the... a second. Hold on a second. The, the one I... avatar wasn't, but I refuse to hold on. <laughs> well, this prophecy um, might not have come true yet, though. Like I was kind of under the assumption that maybe it did with the darkening. But it's saying deep in the West lies an evil forgotten evil as ancient as time. If the five should fall, it will strike down the gods, severing might from mind. So maybe the well, maybe the five did fall if the five are the avatars. Well, um, that's the thing. I don't think all the avatars were. Well, I guess it depends on how you define fall, right? Some of them are trapped and others are not. Right. But they definitely seem weak. But it could mean something like they've fallen from their place or fallen from their stature or, or something like that. And striking down the gods doesn't necessarily mean to kill them, but it does mean that it like it could mean that it disconnects them. Oh, Belly has just shared some Aboleth information. Some ab Aboleth I'm trying to think of, if there's the a good gods. like pun. And they absorb the memories of all the aboliths that came before and all the memories of anyone they have eaten. Is Kyle wow. an abolith? <laughs> I know. <you're> Abalor. <laughs> yes. Abalorith. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's why they've been around. Like, they've been around forever, and that's why they know a lot, is they they absorb knowledge and stuff. <laughs> Those know-it-alls. What about Kyvan? You want to talk about him? What about him? What's he knows his, a lot. Like, what's his end goal, though? Like, he just wants to keep living, I guess. Collecting information. Well, it's, it's like those, like, uh, classic... I, I feel like Kyvan's one of those classic moments of things you don't understand because they're so old that you literally cannot comprehend its motives. You and, remember you remember uh, Ko of Many Faces in Avatar yeah. The Last Airbender? I think he's one of that. One of, like, it's like that. You know what I mean? He's just steal secrets. Yeah. So he's a co-star in this show. <laughs> well, he's a he's a you know a special guest. Happens special once guest. in the show, comes back for the spinoff show later. Uh, you oh know, yeah, yeah. Then eventually you start a whole like spinoff show about them, but it doesn't perform as well. Well, yeah. Well, you do the backdoor pilot, and then it doesn't it doesn't receive quite as well. But maybe you go ahead you know? with the spinoff anyway. I mean, it was made uh, by co-creators, not the original minds. Yeah, I'd enjoy a Kaiven origin story. <laughs> the Kaiven um, prequel. Yeah. I'm willing so, to deliver it, um, but not tonight. But I would happily yep. talk about Kyvan's lore. That would be fun. Okay, cool. I know it. Kyvan has a really cool backstory. We need to spin off a sitcom called Kyvan Explains It All. <laughs> with with Kyvan in his teenage years hanging out in what school. About Kyvan and, uh, and the Abolus. <laughs> I will not give you the Abolus history for free. <laughs> I don't know why, but that gives me Alvin and the Chipmunks vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Kyvan just manages Aboleth. Kyvan just manages a bunch of Aboleths who are trying to Oh you Aboleth. Alvin, Kyvan, Theodore. Oh. I love the Alright. Like Alvin, anyway. Trevor trying desperately to steer the ship back on course. <laughs> multiple times tonight. Just occasionally. All right. All right. Back all on right, track. guys. All right. You have to put power into the rudder before the exactly. rudder will actually respond. Exactly. Trevor, I appreciate you. I see your efforts. I know I start some of it, but I'm also, you know, 
trying to, to, to so keep, keep us moving. I am going around our old notes right now to see if with our new knowledge, right, um, and the things we have connected so far, if we can somehow connect things to it. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't think we need... Do we need to bring over Dig Site 6? Should we? I don't care. Um, sure. I'm curious what's going on in the West. Because there, like, if that prophecy hasn't been fulfilled already, there is something terrible in the West. And there was recently... Um, where is it? One of the one of the well, news, like one of the rumors on the hotline, was that some tunnels in the west collapsed. I think that in the great, well, not not as I think that in the grand scheme of Urida, we are in the west, and I believe the prophecy is referring to what's that? What like literally what the Abolith is doing right now, and the what Abolith, the Abolith right? Um, <laughs> what the Abolith doing, and the Abolith do be right now in the west. Who well, and so that would be what I would again? Who who was she tasked with from the uh, assassin? Oh, uh, from an avatar. Yeah, which one? I thought we had that information. Um, I thought so too. Yeah, it's it's probably around here somewhere. I see what, the what? one with her, but I don't see which one sent her. I thought I thought uh, what was it like? Um, who was it? I thought it was. Uh, was that the one where somebody out edges? sent her. Or passed her with that. The eastern right. leg of Mine 3 collapsed, and Mine 3 is in the west. Well, actually, Josh, would Mine 3 be in the west? I'm thinking Dig Site 3. Like, do we know, like, would Jeb know where the... Uh, yeah, the, these mines, the mines are, are all, they are part of, like, Tumbleweb mining industry. So all of okay. those mines are, are somewhere relating to Tumbleweb. They're like they're connected to the city. They're not far out in the distance. The dig okay. sites are are separate from what they call mines. So okay, this is a stretch. All right, yeah. like a far stretch. We're here for it. All right, like you can see through it, paper thin stretch. Um, <laughs> but like, what if? Because I, I was looking and I saw at one moment we had an NPC walk up to us, a nameless NPC, and mention that you know it's getting dangerous to travel above ground these days. And I'm wondering if the Abolith's presence in the area is more than just, you know, like it's layer, right, effects, but like perhaps it's like, well, no, because a lot of the dirt folks seem pretty nice, but I was wondering if it was like corrupting mm. people near it, um, just subconsciously, but I'd feel like the dirt folk would be like at the heart of it, and they, they are good folk. You know, it's not like they turned all evil. So that that mm. that debunks my that that cut through my paper thin stretch. <laughs> Never mind. I I've contributed nothing and just wasted your time. Matt stretches, stretches, stretch, and it snapped. <laughs> <laughs> we just watched it live in real time. That's what that's what this is about, you know, live streaming. We watch ideas fall yeah, we watch things fall apart live. Hmm. Why did so the, we connect a wish to Sir Topham Sav? Because we, just, we were theory crafting. Yeah, we were theory crafting with that. Okay. 
There was a theory that Sir Topham Sav had used a wish to try and like selflessly give magic to the rest of the world, and at, instead mm-hmm. it had been evened out by taking it away from everybody, and then there was be, an idea moved into because Tsav was the one that that redeemed the reward that amp yeah. magic. Yeah. Yep. And uh, like with wish, the DM has a lot of control. It could have been a genie type situation. Like you make this wish, and then what's going to happen? Yeah, there's like a, always an unforeseen consequence mm. of a wish, at least in a classic storytelling sense. So what I want to know is what is the deep significance of floor two of the Owarin temple? What goes on in the conference room? Why do they need a conference room? Who is conferring? Who is actually taking wash seriously in this question right now? Who? I, I'm, I'm do, you want to find... me to, do you want me to give you that information for free? I have prepared, sure. like, I prepared the ORN faith to teach about tonight if we got to that point. But this question is answered in that, in that freely available lore. So if you want me to just quick hop over there and do that, that little thing, we could do that and then come back to this. I just didn't want to take time from your conspiracy stuff, but I can answer, or I could just give you the answer to that question. Um, but if you guys want, I will give you a quick rundown will, on how the ORN faith works. I was making I will, a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I was, uh, I was, I, what I was going to say, if it wasn't a joke, is like I would first say that I don't think that's directly connected to what we're talking about right now. <laughs> but um, I think that it will be a good subject for a little bit later. Okay, cool. Um, oh, Josh, you didn't. Didn't what? Uh, Did I'm, you make I'm a looking, connection? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the people the names that you came up with and I love two of them and I hate one of them <laughs> oh oh did, did you just not realize that <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about too don't you I do <laughs> oh no I look. to be clear any similarities between my names and real world personalities are 100% unintentional <laughs> sure sure I mean that makes sense that makes sense I think I know what you're talking about. Are you talking about Donna Turnip? <laughs> yes. Donna Turnip? Yes. Love it. <laughs> uh, who, what's, who, what's Donna Turnip in, in charge of again? Wall building. She Turn- runs the Turnip <laughs> Construction Company. Oh, oh, no. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh. Dang. So wait a minute. Um, I'm looking at session nine clues, right? Yeah. Um, And... I'm wondering if any of this is somehow related. Uh, there is Sir Topham T. Sav. I mean, sorry, uh, Sir Topham Sav. Uh, un- unrelated. Um, no, no, no relation. relation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I wonder if, like, how how much the web of the Abolith's influence spreads, right? Um, obviously, they're the ones he directly controls, but through that, you know, those people also influence people, right? Yeah, she could be a they. We don't want to assume the Aboleth's gender. Oh, uh, true. My That's my fault. I do. I want to make assumptions. If the Aboleths oh, are okay. older than the gods, like, gender might not have been around when yeah, the Aboleths were invented. That's true. Well, Aboleth uh, is a the. The Aboleth. The, 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 the tapestries are worth, worth looking. Yeah, looking I was trying again. to read it, and every time I get halfway through it, I end up saying something else and not reading it. Um, <laughs> so, 
that you top, get distracted. That's okay. That top clue, the painting of Sir Topham Sav, Dabbled Up, Bafflestone, and Shava Baravan. We know who all three of those people are now. You learned about mm-hmm. Shava Baravan in the very most recent session when Alan was in the library. And what did what did they do? I forget. I don't know. You'll have to look at your clues. I'm just okay. trying to help you. Can I control connections. F? Uh, I don't know. I've never used Microsoft Whiteboard for anything except uh, this. Shavavaravan discovered Sacrium. Oh. Those other names? I can, but it doesn't help because it doesn't take you <laughs> to where it is. <laughs> it's like, yes, it's on here somewhere. Good luck. <laughs> Have fun. I found it for you, but you got to search for it. Did you ask Thanks who the other yourself. two were, Trevor? Uh, What is it? Dabbledob? We, we know Top Dabble Dabble Bafflestone is the CEO of the Bright World Company. He uh, is a gnome. Okay. Likely controlled by an Aboleth. Okay, so we have Sir Top Sav, who's the CEO of the Summit Banking Guild, right? Yes. Yep. Dabbledob Bafflestone, who's the CEO of the Bright World Company. Yep. And then Shava Baravan, who discovered Sacrium, yep. Do we know what Wraith Shava is? She was in Ra- the painting. Raid Shadow Legends? Raid Shadow Legends! <laughs> Watch, I'm checking in my notes We're to see supported. if I told you when, not, it, when it came up. Not, not, hashtag not sponsored. Yeah. Also, yeah. Matt, the tapestries are <laughs> castle over ocean, floating tower surrounded by dragons, strange stone obelisk in a grassy plain, and then ocean tapestry has a hidden button. Well, the ocean tapestry having a hidden button, that's, that's a bit on the nose. <laughs> now that we know a little bit more, if you ask me. You guys, Shava Baravan, a slender elf woman standing just slightly taller than the gnome atop his table, with silver hair highlighted by bright blue streaks and arms covered in strange runic tattoos, wearing a slim-cut dark dress that gives her the aspect of a dancer. Ooh. That's mm. what we know about Shava. Okay. It had gray ooze dripping from her. Oh, no, she was under control of an apple. (laughs) Well, but we would know that elves live a very long time, so we don't necessarily know when she discovered it. But she's in a a photo with the other two. That's true. But, I mean, it could put it back at least a a couple hundred years. I mean, gnomes live relatively long, too. Sorry? What race is Sir Topham Sav? He's a human. Oh, okay. So okay. it had it had to be pretty recent. Relatively. Yeah, fairly. Yeah. Do we know Makes if uh, Sir Topham Sav is still alive? I don't yeah, think right? you've really gotten any information about it, but you have no reason to assume. Oh, okay. These these scroll guys. Some of these yes. notes. Too. Yeah. Yes. I was just reading that. I figured uh, that out very recently. Talking about. The Mavira one? No, I'm reading the Shava one about Sacrium not having any magical property and needing to be charged. But now it's being charged by the uh, things that we found, the traps. Shava felt the material was waiting to be charged and had no magical properties. She found the material was volatile and that if supercooled, it would dissipate. And if you heat it, you can cast the material. She discovered that dense pockets of sacrium created minor magnetic fields. We experienced that at the portal, at the, yep. um, the I don't know, what traps? Yeah. yeah. Dams? Like, magical dams? Yeah, we did. And 
I, I guess how who made those and what exactly they do besides our norm, our theory of just like they're redirecting magic somehow. That still they, is a mystery to us. They all had the, that, um, what was it? It was like a hammer symbol on it. Uh-huh. A rod breaking right. over an anvil. Oh, yeah, right. yes. Have, okay. We haven't figured out the name of that organization, no. have we? I don't um, think we've seen it again. It's just we, I, on this track. I think we've seen it recently-ish? Perhaps? Where? Sacrium, we've already de like determined was before like around before the darkening yes that is correct and we've are we also have discovered that when like that mining accident at dig site six that happened um it was like a spell went off and and damaged the drilling machines that the that the doors were using um well, we heard it was like a magical effect didn't we hear that sacred was volatile yes and i think it's being charged now by the magical redirection from those uh Right, Thanks. but but the thing is, is that it looks like they're charging the deposits and then mining the deposits. So maybe they're taking like the they're creating these these sort of uh, dams or whatever you want to call them, and it's acting as like a mirror that redirects the magic, pointing it towards the deposits. So that means that there's magic somewhere. There's magical energy Did that is located somewhere. That That's is being, being redirected, yeah, and focused into the sacrium to charge it and make it useful. Mm -hmm. Um, so did we ever mm -hmm. try oh, using I'm magic? <laughs> Jake, <laughs> you can swallow. It's okay. <laughs> Jake was saying avatars. It's from the avatars, right? I like. Right? I remember that. I remember that being one of our theories. Um, but this really lends to it that the yeah. avatars are are trapped and that their magic is being sucked away from them to charge these sacrium deposits. Um, yeah, Josh? I think so. Good question for me. Yeah. Uh, two. I guess it's kind of two questions that are related. Does the weave exist, or do would we know about the weave? You do not you're... know about the weave. Okay. Characters I believe... who are lower than like level ten in their magical studies don't really know about the existential workings of magic. Like that's okay. like, that's a deep study kind of concept. It's Got not it. like the Wheel of Time where everyone just kind of references it right. all the time. You might have theories about it, it or whatever, okay. but like that's a thing that like the learned magi would know. You know? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. I believe so, I believe Jeb has talked about it in game, and and has mentioned it, but that was just me like spinning it off my dome piece. Yep. And yeah. Jeb said when he talked about it, like this is just my guess, or you know, like it, yeah, that, it was like stuff in his grandpa's book that he yeah. had all right. maybe not so fully understood. Zoth would probably just be like, yeah, it comes from my god. Chat asks, is it magic or could it be psychic energy that is stretching so, the sacrium? The reason that I don't think that it's psychic energy is in those grates that we dug down into when we exposed ourselves to the magical energy that was flowing through it. It had wild magic effects. It wasn't like mental energy. Like that's why Zothkug is gray. Yeah. Um, and why he turned blue and why, you know, others turned large and whatnot. And I think Jeb, like... It even got sucked and channeled through his uh, blunderbuss and fired magic missile out, didn't it? Wasn't there like, oh, a, yes. like a spell that like shot off of it? Um, yes. Um, um, magic, if you recall, it, magic missile shot out and it lifted his hat up. <laughs> yeah. Boof. Up in the air. I know uh, Zoth felt closer to his god, like felt more of a connection to his god through it. Yeah. And that probably wouldn't happen with uh, psychic energy. In fact, yeah. Zoth received two spell slots. Yeah. Um, 
I I put a little something together in the void. Um, I, I just noticed a little unrelated, but something we might have to think about in our next session when we play. Um, I I just happened to realize there's two events happening on Friday. Ah, uh, I thought they were both the same. For some reason, I thought they were the same. Uh, they are not. They're, They're not. Definitely. Okay. Are they at different times? We actually know. Sorry, I should have. This should have been on here. Um, she's not attending her own party at the at the Mollusk Estate. I guess not. Oh wait. Oh. Oh. This is what the newscaster said. Um, Elaine Mollusk is only really seen in public at parties hosted at the Basin Estate lately. So she has is having a finchtail ale tasting at her house, and yet she won't be there. She'll be at a Basin Estate party. Don't drink the ale. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> the cool ale. Don't drink the cool ale. The Don't ale is it. people. The ale oh, is no. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do it. That would be bad. Sorry, I, I just I thought of the reference in my mind. I had the. You're good. I don't know the reference. Oh, Sorry, dude, what's going along with it? Notice board east. I found what I believe is a prophecy. Help me translate it. What's that? No, that's that's the notice board thing. It says I have oh. found what I believe is a prophecy. Help me translate it. These are the notice boards oh, in the bowl of tumble. Notice board east. We could definitely discover more about. So the thing I'm, I, I realize, um, this is less conspiracy now, more just planning, I guess. Uh, we're going to have to decide what to do. And we will not mm -hmm. be able to do all of this, obviously. Yep. I mean, obviously, top priority is getting our clothes mended for free because the dude needs practice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you mean the ballroom dancing lessons? Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Ballroom dancing. That is the, is the one we need to do I, I thought you, yeah yeah the I, said, I thought you lessons. said we needed to do the bank security well we need to do both <laughs> and the parties and we get need, our clothes repaired we're well, splitting the party well there's also the, the <laughs> not the <wealth>. seams <laughs> we don't need to do this all in one day what guys, day is one? it sorry Today. no like oh. in in game it's a tuesday yeah, we it's got plenty of time. The last, the last session was a Tuesday, so you're halfway Tuesday. through a Tuesday. There are three days before. There's the one on the West board that says, um, help make sense out of strange things I've been seeing. What if they're receiving prophecies like we did? Like dreams. My guess is maybe they're just maybe seeing more signs of strange goings on abolith or evil stuff related but maybe not maybe it's a red herring yeah that's the other thing like some of these could just be red herrings um yeah. but <laughs> meanwhile knowing... in josh's planning random I... notice board generator.com <laughs> <laughs> i i have a feeling um that a lot of the interesting looking ones uh, probably all actually lead to something. Knowing Josh, I, he, I don't know. I have a hard time imagining he would put like an interesting thing and then be like, nah, it's the guy just, you know, thought of his mother and his dreams and he needs well, to make it sense. The good he news might. is, is that we're, we're like at the end part of the RPG. We've hit our save point in Tumbleweb and now we can just go around doing all the side quests for the next couple weeks. 
Uh, and then, you know, when we're good and ready to to reach the calamity that's about to, to knock on the door, then we can just go ahead and get back on the story quests. Or maybe well, the calamity will come to us. As funny like as you say that, equally, uh... um, obviously, we that's a we can't actually do that because <laughs> um, things happen without us. Right. That's the part I'm scared about. I mean, we um, could just go collect all 99 Korok seeds. We could just do that. Like, it's, Oh, yeah, it's sure. Ganon can wait. Yeah, that's right. Um, I definitely think we'll have to limit, but I, I do th- our time in Tupperware that is. We'll have to limit our time, but I don't think we have to do it extremely. Like, we, I think we can choose something to do each day or multiple things to do. Um... I guess, yeah. I, I don't know. The ballroom dancing, I'd have to figure out what day that's going to take place. We need to at least stay till Friday. Like, it's like one at of the things where we can get, we can get, we can do other notice board things before Friday. Right. Who is Shark Harley? Who? That's a, that's a, that's a big old hammerhead that drives a motorcycle. Shark Harley uh, is one of the, one of the outlaws who's wanted. Okay, that's that's, um, that's all we know. That's the coolest name ever. We have Shark Harley, <laughs> we have Dakota, Fast Hands, and West Dakota Diamond. Dakota Fast Hands is even better. That is even <laughs> better. Yep, and West Diamond. He's the other oh. the other outlaw. They call him yeah. Neil. West Neil Diamond. Diamond is worth the most. Oh, is that where is this on the notice board? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're all boards. reading the notice board. Um, I'm I'm just going through reading right now because we've obviously got something. To, I guess to summarize what we have so far, right? Yeah, I mean, we were basically told by Kaivin it's Abelus, right? Yeah. That the plot oh, yeah. is Abelus. Yeah. What yeah. if we just go talk to him? To Kaivin? No, the Abelus. No, uh, that's a one-way <laughs> trip very to thing. Uh, never getting free will again. Yeah, I was going to say, we become absorbed into his plan, and that's it. So we Perfect, and we don't have to worry about saving the world anymore. Oh, yeah, great. That's the solution. <laughs> we didn't give up. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, so back, I want to catch all the Korok uh, seeds first, though. Back, yeah. back on, the, on, the, on the tracks, I'm setting the, tr- the cars back on the tracks get the train uh, choo-choo good try um <laughs> uh, so people all over the world so Children. now that we know it's abelus we were able to click a couple things together right um yeah, we able to the <laughs> the locations um and like you know different terrain differences uh we know that it must have spent a lot of time at dig site six and tumbleweb um otherwise you wouldn't be having these issues um and also it's in control of the bright world company <coughs> and that there's a tentative link with merfolk yeah the merfolk. Um, I, th- I my theory is the merfolk accidentally or on purpose or more manipulated to bringing the aboleth into this world unclear exactly how yeah but you know they they're involved oh ooh. I look at the wording of this one there are there are creatures in the water not of this world they are the architects of what the bright world company has built but before yes. long all will become ashes at their hands 
Yeah. Except Kaivin. Except Kaivin. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we just go hang out with Kaivin for the rest of the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he appreciates I don't think he roommates. wants us back. Yeah, he, like, sent plant people at the end to fight us. Like oh, I he said, told us he was going to do that. We just forgot about that. Um. So... That means what the Brightwood Company has done, and if you look back, right, the Brightwood Company was just a refining company mm-hmm. um, before the Darkening, and all of a sudden they've switched gears a little bit um, to this be a distributor or be the process of making Wingle Digits, right? I think um, the the Summit Guild Bank is obviously distributing them, yeah, and, but I. I the, the fact that the Brightwell company's behind that, perhaps... I'm, I'm going back to the fact that Wingle Digits, I don't think they're a coincidence. And I think the Abolith oh, no. created this. Sure. Or what's their end goal that. with them? You know, that's like, that's the thing we've kind of been spinning or they, on. The, the, the CEO of the Brightworld company, too. He could have been up to... They're all microchipped, man! The government's <laughs> I think that there is a very... I think there's a very important secret hidden in the connection between Soth's plant and yeah. Oh. You mean, uh, yeah. Um, you think a hidden connection? Like something that needs to probably be studied and fostered. Um, <clears throat> we've yet to be on the surface and yeah, we've yet true. to see that plant in like a good normal sunlight. Healthy, yeah, I mean, it's also, getting the like, most sunlight it's ever gotten at this point. We talked about it a little bit after the stream um, last Monday. But, you know, Zoth's plant is like a moss. And when and it... And a vine. Well, but that's the thing, is that it transforms into a vine, right? When it, when it has increased its magical energy. And when uh, Yeah was connected to it recently and kind of like overcome by it he started to grow bark he started to like transition from a fungus into a plant yeah like the plant like transitions from a moss into a vine yeah belly has a good point that he just brought up that's kind of more on what we were just talking about which is the mer- the merfolk could be evil evil but also maybe they're not and if oh. they're not then maybe They've been fighting the Abolith and its minions, and this might be evidenced by the Merfolk. I'm I'm 100% on board with that, um, and that was, I sorry, I was kind of assuming that um, in, I should yeah. have probably brought that up in world building. I definitely think in world building, Dante are, has purified the crap out of the Merfolk. They're like one yeah. of the holiest civilizations in the world. I, I definitely think um, if the Merfolk were somehow causing some of this, it was probably through the Abolith's influence. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, like um, well, and they would be highly susceptible to the like the Abolith's mucus being water dwelling yeah. creatures. Yeah, there's only um, a handful of spells you can really cast underwater, right? That are effective. Wait a minute, I don't know. never been. What were the Merfolk fighting when? Um, the Grey Watch mentioned that they were launching an offensive. Oh, they're fighting the Bright World Company, aren't they? Yeah, are but they? what specifically? Like, I don't even that, know if that's what it is. Wasn't that the whole conversation with Fox and the Grey Watch guy? They were talking about how they were trying to stop the Bright World Company. Yeah, I think I think uh, Trevor's right. 
Okay. Did, or at least you... trying to ruin some part of their operation. Like kind of a guerrilla warfare West's kind of thing. final report was that they were building an army beneath Tumbleweb, but who is they that they're talking about? Is this like... Yeah. Is that the Gosh, mermaids? You... What... Or the I'm down by... Or... I'm down on at the bottom of day 19. And these days, by the way, are just days that our adventure has been. They're not like... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Josh, do you remember who they was? I know or who like... they was. Oh, so oh, is that a secret? Didn't... Well, it all that was written in the thing you found was they, and gotcha. oh. when you spoke to the guy from the Gray Watch, you did not specifically ask, so you only know what he's told you. Okay, yeah, so gotcha. Shale was his name, by the it's way, the then Gray Watch definitely guy. Definitely not the Merfolk, because that was addressed to one of the yeah. Merfolk. Um, if they're building an army, um, oh. The, the only other folks we know are like the uh, Edison is down there doing experiments and stuff. This is a wait a minute. The darkening is a perfect way to basically it's an it's an authoritarian move, like in, in a real world connection, right? Yeah. Um, if you start controlling access to certain necessities, right? In this case, magic, um, you instantly become like Limited you have power. influence over everything else, mm -hmm. and. Then, yeah. Um, I definitely think if they're building an army, they could basically maybe they're not going to peacefully peacefully distribute. Maybe that's a front. Maybe um, I think that's entirely possible. And they're they're they've got the best ciphers for themselves, um, making sure that any other ciphers that get distributed are probably shoddy or have spells that aren't going to be useful in a, a battle. But. Just thinking about that, that could be devastating. They could just yeah. take over and yeah. they could steamroll. Absolutely. Yeah. If you control the magic, you know, you control the world. Belly and just I... raised a good point that going mm -hmm. and visiting the, the merfolk might be a great next step, which I think uh, that's totally fair. I, I mean, it, to be fair, that's it, what Fox is going to do anyway. I think it <laughs> might be worth... It's fair, but it's far away. It might be worth marking in some sticky notes somewhere on here, like the questions that you feel like are really important to answer or the things we that you want to do to investigate just so you can like remember them for later. Because we've had a couple of questions that have come up over the course of the evening. You're like, we really need to know this thing. Um, and it so right. it just might be helpful to, to do that somewhere. Just a thought. Sure. We have the uh, questions to ask DM section from last time. That's true. Um, do we do we have, you have any? To, I believe you have to earn those from from chat, don't you? To get stuff from me, or how did we do that last time? I don't. We remember. did a vote. Oh, that's right. We, we had, you just gave us like one question or something. That's right. I so, think I gave you a, a clue. You missed. Sacrium is it naturally occurring? I I think we could answer that. I think if, we yeah. can make the assumption yeah. that it is. Yeah. We've answered that. If we hit 12,500 bits tonight, I will answer one DM question truthfully. Nice. Um, it's like Kyvan, though. He's going to tell us in a riddle. No, <laughs> I, I will answer you truthfully. I You should be careful about your question because I may not tell you all the truth, but <laughs> I I won't lie or like steer you in the wrong direction or anything. Detail I'm... every part of the Abolist plan for us. I won't go that far. <laughs> I know, I know. That's not what a question. Exactly that is the Abolith's plan. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> In so, painstaking detail. Uh, 
Is it? Do we only bring up the rod? Just the the two times. What rod? Uh, the, the broken rod over the anvil. Oh, um, it's only on the the spike traps or whatever. Yeah, it's on the spike trap doors. And what if that's what if that's the Abelus like are, secret society? There are other times that that sigil has popped up in universe. Yeah, that showed up as a tattoo on the uh, somewhere. It's, it was a marking somewhere on the guy that killed Cole. Okay. Ah. I I definitely think they're like the Illuminati. I think you're probably right. There is one other recent time that sigil has shown up, and I don't think that clue's written here because I didn't think of it when I was writing these because I just did them from memory which is when you investigated what was horrifyingly named the digestive pile of the trapper, (laughs) um, there was a broken stone slate and there was Ah. just an anvil on it. Like the break was in the middle, but it could be inferred that there was probably a rod breaking Uh, over that anvil. Okay. Okay. That was the drow. And then that was right. That was on your way into Tumbleweb. Yeah. That was after Kevin. Oh, yep. Digestive pile. Also, yeah. Um, that should be the name of that podcast episode, the one with the digestive pile. Yummy. <laughs> and then um, Yummy in the, parentheses afterwards. The the gang after uh Jeb had dice tattooed. Oh, I right. think that's just a local thing. I I think that's no more that's connected. that's connected to, to Jeb's past, but I don't yeah. know how much that is well, okay. So that like initially that felt like uh it was connected more to Jeb's backstory and stuff but they're like a front to a casino and casinos follow um, the money they follow the money and there is a casino being opened in Tumbleweb ah this is true there's also a university being opened in Tumbleweb Sometimes casinos are on rivers, and the. <laughs> Wait a minute. Do you think Wiggle Digits could somehow confer influence? Ah. Uh... Close proximity and/or using the Wiggle Digits could have the Abolith uh, have more influence over you. I don't think it would be part of its natural ability, but perhaps that is the design of them. Maybe something that's been developed or something into it. Right. I'm telling you, the government's we're going to well, microchipped. So we know we know that it's like it's like heated up and then super cool, like heated up. And then it's, uh, and it's marked molded. with runes. Yeah. yeah, it's molded and it's marked with runes and then it's super cooled. Um, so may, I mean, it might be something with the runes because we like we I was thinking that maybe maybe the runes had something to do with uh with it being magical, but we know that the substance is magical after it's been charged. Maybe the um, this is dumb, but maybe the uh, uh, sacrium is just ancient calcified uh, goo from <laughs> mucus from the uh, the abolith. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. Abolith just walking around licking rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what if it's its waste product? What if sacrium is its waste? No, Apple it's, poo. It's, poop. I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, sorry, let's, I'm gonna stop on this one in his tracks. It's in, the, it's in the rocks. Okay, like, what if they poop, poop rocks? rocks. Yep. 
poop rocks. I, I don't think investigating the digestive uh, process <laughs> of a Nabolith is going to... When you see it, you'll here. poop rocks. <laughs> hey, man. We already got All one really good clue from my digestive out, pile. You know? That's I, true. Well, you got me there. When we um, confront an Abolith, we can we can confirm. We gotta theory. ask him. Yeah, <laughs> kill the rock pooper. <laughs> so 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 wait. Uh, sorry, what I was mysteries on... does ancient defecation hold? Hang on, Matt's Matt's trying to follow a thread here. Sorry. I was onto something and I completely forgot. Uh, I, we were talking about Wingle Digits runes. You were talking, we're talking about, about conferring casinos. influence. Like, do Wingle Digits confer influence? Right, you right, were... right. Asking about their role and what the Aboleths were doing. I don't know if any of that helped you. I thought there was somebody mentioned something right after the last thing I said about runes because I think we were mucus, heated and super cooled. I think uh, was what Wash said after that. Okay, they're heated, inscribed with a sigil, and then super cooled. Because when they're heated, they're malleable, but when they're cooled, they turn to goo. No, the, ma- no. the fact that they're magical. All right, um, uh, magnetic. They're magnetic. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm wondering if that's somehow attracting the magic to it, like it's a like a lodestone. Mm. Um, and so they just have to direct the magic roughly in this area, and it just absorbs it like a sponge. Oh, I see what you're saying. Do we remember what those uh, the spikes at the bottom of the pit traps were made of? I don't think we ever got to figure it out, did we? There were spikes. Um, spikes were arranged in runic symbols, like like yes, in in uh, specific patterns. But I don't think we ever were able to like. See they were generic they were steel of. spikes. They just yeah. behaved weirdly. Okay. So it was the runes on them. Well, Let's see if I can find that. Steel is magnetic. Normal steel spikes in the spike trap are arranged into some kind of rune. Identify detects every school of magic held in by the rune. This is days two and three, which I believe is session three. Every if, type of magic? That's an intense rune. These runes could come from the Abolith. Like, it's ancient, right? Before time. And perhaps it knows some, like, ancient runes. Yeah. Certainly possible. Um, that are, wait, like, wait, 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 uber wait. powerful. Wait, 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 wait. There was something... There was something about the wizards, the council of something. The council of wizards? The ones yeah. that all died? Yeah. You mean the, the ones in the, the towers? Yeah. The order of that the came exalted up in, ring? The order of the exalted ring that came up w- with uh, Kaivin. Must it I did? connect the, yeah, must I connect the dots between the Bright World Company, company and the order of the exalted ring? Ooh. Oh. oh. Missed that one. Well, I, I think we pretty much all acknowledged it, but like we just it was a fire hose. And so we just kind of like got buried by other stuff. The right, order of right. the exalted ring were on top of the um, the well, world, like, essentially, on one of yeah. the one of the columns. Mm. And um, they were they were like testing the boundaries of magic. So it's very possible that they summoned the abolists and then the abolists being water bearing creatures just happened to be in, you know, conflict with the merfolk initially. Or control the merfolk. Yeah. Some of them. What if the merfolk were... Because they were purified a ton, right? Yeah. What if they were in charge of... 
guarding the vortex from things like this happening. Yeah, maybe. And then that over, over, overcame them. Yeah, they failed. Yeah. DM. Um, you, you can pretty much see the uh, the column. What, what are they? What do we call them? The pillars. Oh, pillars. Yeah. The pillars. You can pretty much see the pillars from anywhere on the continent. Like, I mean, they stretch up into space. Yes, they go thirty miles high, but they can be obscured by like clouds and stuff. But on like sure. a clear, cloudless day from the west. You can pretty much see them between Tumbleweb and here. Remember, mountains would get in the way of your right. view. So, is this, is well, this I mean, a planet curve, like, is it a sphere? A like, it, it goes outside of the atmosphere, to my understanding, right? Yes, we looked it up, and it's way outside of the atmosphere. It certainly <laughs> would go outside of Earth's atmosphere. The material so, oh. plane. I'm not saying. I, sure, I sure, sure, sure. agree with you. This is unreasonably tall. I'm yeah. just saying, like, we only have Earth as a reference point for this. My my point, I guess, is that... Belly, like, cough, cough, portal in the fog where the Aboleth came through, cough, cough. Yeah, yeah. The, yep. the, I mean, that's all really close to each other. The the portal in the center of all of the pillars um, and the uh, Order of the Exalted Ring up there. But, like, so when these pillars extend up, like, if it extends up that high, it's like one of those things where it, it eventually fades into blue because like it's beyond the atmosphere and it, and it just fades well, do you yeah. know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah i'm yeah, not yeah, laughing yeah. at you i'm laughing because someone keeps dragging the map uh, around i keep having to lock it <laughs> oh i got you just um that might be me <laughs> i'm i so i'm building up to something here so like like if these thing if these columns extend up into space and you like almost can't see the top because they they just fade into the atmosphere and like where light would not be able to like ref right. reflect off of them yeah. um like would would there have been like would would our players since since our characters pretty much lived before the darkening right like it wasn't too incredibly long ago it was like two years right yeah yeah, yeah two years ago none, none of us are two years old would we have True. known any difference or or like seen anything or anything like that with the pillars well, like seen any to... change at the top of them you mean or, or just like yeah like or any any, any change with them or something like if they like if they changed i don't know in any way along its length like like do they look different afterwards or were there any like rumors or reports of people's you know happening to be looking at them when the darkening happened so um in terms of things your characters already know i'm gonna I say really history check if you want I'm going to say no, and here's why. You've already lived, some of you, to middle age. Like, Jeb is, is in his 40s, I think. Um, and these things have always been there. At this point, they're not noteworthy to you. It's not gotcha. like every day you go outside and you scrutinize them for change. And I will give you that the pillars look the same from a distance now that they did before the darkening. So it's okay. not like there's some color shift. They're not leaning or falling over. So like if there were a change, it would be the kind of change that required like fine scrutiny to find like looking glasses and close you, proximity you know, and stuff like that. There's somebody out there, uh, especially when we have like an entire religion devoted to, you know, innovation. Oh, somebody knows. I'm just saying yeah. you guys don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I'm saying like spread of information, right? So somebody obviously is doing that. That's a given. And like just what Josh said, he confirmed that somebody's studying this and knows something. Um, and that's all the way on the other side. And it depends on who's studying it and who 
who's supporting that, right? Because if the Bright World Company or some sub uh shell company, I was trying to say the yeah, um, or somebody within their influence is controlling them, that information might stay locked down. But if not, maybe eventually we'll get like a slow trickle. I don't know how information spreads all the way to Tumbleweb from that far, though. Because I know Tumbleweb, like, we've got, like, this kind of technology boom happening. Um, and I'm just not sure how much of that would be happening elsewhere. Tumbleweb's uh-huh. major industry is is trade, like, import and export and distribution and logistics at this point. So it probably comes, information probably moves into and out of Tumbleweb with merchant convoys like shipments right. from Thames go out and the people come back and start rumors of, Oh, I saw this, you know, out in the world or convoys come in from other nations trying to peddle their goods and they bring news, things like that. Is rust free uh, abandoned? Uh, none of you it's... have ever been except Owlin. Um, so actually since Owlin's been, I guess you do know, um, I was say it's no yeah. longer rust free. It's uh, rust free um, was colonized and turned into the city of stainless Yep. By the and it's like a republic now. combined A2 and Cavarite army. And it yep. was right. where originally Kelnor had plans to like do the month of Mellow and have the big festival, but all of that got shut down by the Darkening. Right, right, right. Uh, Josh. Yep. The the pillars, do we know if there's like stuff inside them or if everything's just on top of them? Or is that you just not don't. Out? Okay. <laughs> They're just like the mountains in the background you never went yeah. to. Yeah. I figured. Um just They're like that. Tatooine's twin sons. Nobody talks about it because it's not strange here. Like they've yeah. always been there. Yeah. So cool. we can. I was, the reason why I mentioned Rust Free uh, or Stainless in this case um, is maybe that's where they're based, right? And I'm trying to think. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm probably digging way too deep into something that doesn't help at all. But <laughs> I was just thinking, like, given the amount of time since. When do you think research started on this? Because it's been two years. Somebody probably wanted to go look at them knowing that the wizards were on top of them, right? The Exalted Ring had their base on top, right? Mm-hmm. So. We do know how old Shava Baravan's white paper is. I think it's two and a half years, but whatever it is is written on that clue. Um, but we do we do have the age of... Shava Baravan's white paper when she discovered Sacrium. Yeah. So that's, I don't know if that helps because I think you're actually asking about how old is the Order of the Exalted Ring. But, um, but that's, I guess I was, you know. I was trying to figure out a timeline of from once the darkening happened to somebody going out there out of curiosity to research the pillars and see if they changed, right? I see. Um, and how far the information would spread. And if two half years, I feel like at least rumors would have reached Tumbleweb by now um, of like something's something's up um, and the fact that it hasn't tells me maybe that information's being controlled somehow or we just haven't heard it yet to be fair you've been in Tumbleweb for like 40 seconds true <laughs> <laughs> we've only talked to like two people yeah all you've done is trash city hall <laughs> on accident it might be worth uh, looking into a little bit. I think we have some serious information gathering to do. Uh, we have a lot of, like, well, not a lot, but we have like all the notice board stuff to do that we can mm-hmm. do. 
feel like we'll get a lot of information just sort of interacting with the world. Oh, Agreed. and that... Be right back. Oh, of course. He left. Uh, that Mer- I thought that Merfolk City was abandoned. Did you need me? Sorry. I was just saying, is that Merfolk City abandoned? Nottery? Yeah. No. Okay. Nottery is like the capital of the Merfolk civilization, but it is home to the foremost university in the world, and in the Darkening, all of the magic allowing students to breathe underwater there failed, and there was like a huge slaughter, and so a lot of the world feels very negatively about Nottery. But the city's still there. There's still merfolk in it. Okay. If we were to visit the merfolk, how would we do that? That is another question of like, since we We can't use magic to breathe down there. I mean... Um, Wingle digits? Oh, I guess, yeah. We might be able to, yeah, find, find, or Jeb could maybe make some scrolls of water breathing. Will, Will Jeb learn the spell? Can Jeb even learn water breathing? I believe that's a wizard spell. I'm sure it's doable if in some way. If we wanted to at least travel there, they probably have some like surface connection, right? Because they didn't just cut off from the outside world. It's a water. It's a wizard spell. Okay. So he could potentially learn it. It's third level. Okay. There could be a potentially like um, a dock or landing somewhere where land dwellers who are still connected to the city somewhat live, right? Mm-hmm. And the merfolk just come up to trade Maybe. or do stuff. Um, yeah, I don't so know. Even if we can't gosh, go into the main city, I'm sure there's something like a shanty, not a shanty town, like a kind of like a suburb along the coast. Ooh, I, I, I made me couldn't resist any longer. I had to go and get my pie day pie. You made me jealous. I, I have gotten pie. Let's do a thing. Let's um, let's drop some cards down. Who's really good at, at dropping cards down and making them detailed? Not me. Um, Trevor? I guess. Uh, what do you want me to do? Let's drop some cards down of what we are what we are going to do in the coming days, like in the Agreed. coming games. Okay, so just and actions like, we're going to take? Yeah, like 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 essentially our leads. Um, and then we can we can kind of hammer these out and maybe connect them to potential clues of like what these might answer. And maybe we can kind of like determine, maybe like use that to determine where we're going to go in the future. Right. And then I would love to hear if there's still time, some religion lore, if that's mm-hmm. what Josh. Yeah, I'll talk about the Awaran faith. I need a second to think anyway. I'm thinking. He's thinking, chat. Where are you putting him down, Trevor? There's He's a lead right circle over here. How's that? Is that okay? Yeah. Oh, the leads. I got it. I got it. So we were talking about we were talking about going to um, the party. That was one of them. Either of the parties. I I think the one where uh, what's her name is actually going to be there is probably better. And the tasting. The party's probably better. I think you should include why you want to do these tasks. Well, like, let's put them. Let's the put part? them down, and then we'll we'll write down our reasonings to connect them, because we might find that there's a one that'll answer both of you know multiple questions, or we might have some overlap. Okay. So the uh, there was the party, and there was the wine tasting. Um, there's the bank. The bank heist. Yes. 
Well, the bank security detail and the bank heist. The bank, yes. The bank just... security detail and the bank heist. Yeah. Bank. Now, bank. an interesting thought about the bank thing um, is that it might give us some insights into, like, like what Wingle Digits are doing in the city. Like, who in the city... Like they might not want to steal all of these wingle digits from the bank for just money. Like they might not just be robbers. They might be like planning something. Cause because remember, money isn't just money now. Money is magical ability. Yeah. Ooh, like they might have an ulterior motive. Right. Mm. And even if we well, were to to do like the bank guarding side, we could probably gain some insight into into like the the inner workings of the banks and and like why they're we don't know if what bank he's there's two banks um in in tumbleweb right i thought there was just the one. Oh no you're right yeah because there was the the competing one that like wasn't doing so well or something like that figuring out like have they fully replaced their stockpile with wingle digits i, I feel like gold is not valueless um, it's just wingle digits are more valuable because mm -hmm. so they have the utility. We could still be robbing gold. I mean, uh, defending gold. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, we have the prophecy. The prophecy is foretold. If we were to, I'm going to. Wow, this thing is huge. Is that how you spell prophecy? I don't. I don't think so. It doesn't. B r o p h e c y. Yep, oh, that that's how you spell right. prophecy. It looks weird. Okay. You look weird. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me, sir. <laughs> so I, I just thought of something. Yeah. Um, and I, I put the two things next to each other over to the right of leads. And then we also have the. Uh... Was it exactly two years ago? The darkening. Strange things that guy's been seeing. Well, now two years and 19 days, but yeah. Okay. Ah. So, but Sacred was discovered two and a half years ago. And then in six months, you know, like, and the Bright World Company was already looking for it. Right? Right when the darkening happened. So, what if the Abolith or somebody you know, got information on it. Um, and that changed their plans of world domination. That they, all of a sudden, like, they're like, this is the way we're dominating the world. It was because yeah. of that white paper. Uh -huh. Maybe. When uh, you am I missing any leads so far? When you have finished writing down your leads and before, excuse me, and before you decide which ones to pursue, I would like to break to talk about the religion of Oara just in case it that information influences any of your stuff. Okay, sure. Um, okay. I don't know if it actually will. I can't remember all of the, the details of it off the top of my head. I just want to make sure you have all the information before you decide how to move forward because it'd be really disappointing to me as a player if I got yeah. new information at the very end and then was like, oh, no. So, oh, wait, I, I mean, just, that, yeah, I mean, either way, I wouldn't be that crazy because it would like you would tell us and then we'd be like, oh, we'll just change that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's not like a huge deal. You could. I just mean it'd be nice to like oh, do it all at the table. Well, I should have done sure. cards. 
I'm just I'm just cleaning it up. No, you're absolutely you're perfectly fine. Um, another thing I was thinking was uh, a lead would be to be checking out what Edison is doing down below. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like that's like semi connected to the Merfolk Greywatch thing. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, yeah that would, I'm that would still be connected to that. by it. Like I don't know how it connects yet. But I think going to the party with Mollusk might enlighten that a little bit. Mollusk. Mollusk. Elaine Mollusk. Elaine. I had so much fun naming my, my three business tokens. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you definitely did. Uh, Josh's pie makes me want to eat my pie. You can eat your pie. <laughs> it's pie day. Josh's you just can't slam it into your face unless like we get 31415 bits. A 24-hour uh, grocery store and buy pie. Matt, you could just come here and eat some pie. Uh, so have a, a whole key lime pie. <laughs> I, I, I can't do that, seeing how I before I went to bed uh, at 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. <laughs> uh, so Discord is literally making hours. your pie disappear. How dare you, Discord? The disrespect. What were you saying, Matt? At 2 p.m. went to bed? Something, something. I, I, I was up for 48 hours. Oh, okay. Uh, so I should go back to bed after this. <laughs> Do you guys think I should talk about Awara now, or are there more leads you want to put on this list first? I say I'm down with talking about Awara and then deciding what we want to do. Awara. Down yeah, to talk about the goddess. Unless unless you can think of anything, Wash. Um, I like while you're doing that, I will just kind of continue building some of these out because I right, do think right. like we need a plan for next week. Cool. I have a feeling we're going to split the party. Maybe add a priority <laughs> to these that, that are more. Well, and anyway. we can do that after we talk yeah. about Owara. Yeah, that's true. We can do all those things after we talk about Owara. I'm through just Owara who strengthens us. Just pulling up my notes here. Um, and then let's change scenes so you can see Owara's holy symbol. Shall so we? we can see. In... Behold, Owara's holy symbol. Owara, goddess of innovation and trade, represented by a candle at the center of a labyrinth. All right. <clears throat> Awara values the traits of humility, critical thinking, and fairness in her devout. She is sometimes called the Great Slow Match because in the stories, she often waits for extended periods of time before taking great world-shaking actions all at once, like a slow match finally contacting a pile of black powder, which, fittingly, her followers invented. Historically, Awara is most widely remembered for creating the Dirt Folk, A2, and Azamar peoples, for being the goddess who blessed her people with knowledge of the sacred fire, a kind of power that they could direct in pathways enabling rudimentary machines to be created, for commanding the mapping of the material plane with theoretical trade routes in partnership with the Cavarite dragons, and for commanding the dirt folk to create those physical trade routes, crossing the material plane and later abandoning them for reasons unknown. Her holy city of Sila was on the now fallen floating peak of Zanir, and her holy city of Tumbleweb still stands, though it has now largely turned from her in the face of her abandonment. Awarans expressed the devotion uh, sorry, Awarans expressed their devotion to the tenets of their goddess in many ways. They are guided by three main tenets called the cornerstones of her faith. Cornerstone one to create is to ascend. Every new idea that you have reveals the divine nature within you and the act of developing that thought into a concept which can be defended against skepticism 
is the act of purifying yourself and your demi-creation. It is the first cornerstone that is being observed in the labyrinthine temples, where supplicants enter with an idea and take the intentional journey through the labyrinth to explore that idea from many metaphorical angles, even as they approach their goddess from many physical angles. If, at the conclusion of this new journey, the new idea has developed into a defendable concept that improves upon what already exists or brings something new into being, supplicants will lay their idea on the altar of their goddess in whatever way they deem practical, sometimes drawing diagrams in the ashes atop the altar, sometimes leaving scrolls, sometimes merely praying over the bare altar. If, however, upon reaching the altar, a supplicant finds his or her idea does not satisfy the demand of improving upon what exists or bringing something new into being, he or she instead falls to their knees, begging the forgiveness of their goddess and begging for her wisdom to inspire their future thinking. Cornerstone 2. All that exists is valuable. All that has value should be respected. Awarans interpret this tenet in two ways. First, in a literal sense, Awarans dismiss nothing as being worthless. From the smallest stone to the greatest castle, from the smallest insect to the largest dragon, Awarans believe all things are valuable. To dismiss the worth of something, to treat a creature unjustly or disrespect a building by littering or in any other way demonstrate that you don't value something is greatly offensive to Oarans, and they're very vocal about it. The second interpretation of Cornerstone 2, which again is, all that exists is valuable, all that has value should be respected. The second interpretation relates to trade. Oarans believe firmly that this tenet indicates they should find the fair value price of an item and not pay a dime less or more. This makes them ferocious hagglers if they disagree with the value a salesperson might put on an item they wish to purchase, but it makes them excellent mediators in large negotiations. Many kings and rulers will at least pretend to worship Awara in the hopes of getting an Awaran appraiser to judge gifts to them and help them interpret the actions of other nations. It also makes Awarans incredibly trustworthy employers who will always pay fair value for work even at great cost to themselves. It is the second cornerstone that is being observed at what are sometimes called the scale stations, where Awaran appraisers oversee exchanges of goods and services as well as the drawing up of official documents and contracts. The appraiser gives glory to Oara by steering the less educated to the true and fair values, while the participants show their devotion by trusting Oara's blessed to guide them to the true value of an object. Exchanges made at a scale station are holy affairs, and often traveling merchants will make their first sales at a scale station in hopes that Awara will bless the rest of their trade in that city. And Cornerstone 3. Ideas can only become innovations in communities. Until your peers have had a chance to challenge your concept, it cannot be called an innovation. This is why Awarans walk the labyrinth alone, but work in communal fabrication facilities and gather in large rooms to debate ideas. The act of challenging a concept is a holy rite, and the act of defending it equally divine. This ritual teaches Awarans humility, critical thinking, and that ultimately, innovation belongs to Awara and the world, not to any single creature. Worship of this form takes place in large collaboration facilities, which followers generally abbreviate to labs. Labs will always include lots of raw and refined materials, tools, and instruments made freely available in a wide open workspace full of many large tables that facilitate collaboration. All labs also include a floor with a sound isolated challenge room, a large table and freely available drinks as well as full floor to ceiling scratch board on one wall create a comfortable environment to refine concepts among other worshipers. Labs will sometimes include a large library that includes an entire shelf of blank books for new concepts and ideas to be added to. 
They will sometimes include a floor where fabricated concepts and prototypes can be stored in large cabinets to later be brought to the challenge room. They will sometimes include a labyrinth on an upper floor to minimize sound and distractions. They will also sometimes include living quarters for pilgrims who may be traveling to take a strong idea to be challenged in other cities and for a supervisor who is always present at every lab to make sure that people are safe as they use the tools and fabrication facilities. In the Awaran Church, there are several ranks and roles. First, there are all creatures. All creatures may show worship to Awara in the hopes that she may bless them temporarily or protect them from harm. She is a fair goddess who will measure their offerings and return blessings of equal value when she is pleased, though when angered or distracted by her own ideas, she may not respond at all. Followers are simply any creatures who have chosen to honor Awara with their lifestyles by developing and exemplifying her favored traits of humility, critical thinking, and fairness. They can do anything they like with their lives, so long as they choose to pay tribute. The favored are those Awara has called out of their devotion to display service at a local temple, or else those she blesses with particularly impactful ideas to wisely bring into the world. An appraiser working at a scale station, the mentor residing at a lab and supervising the workshop, or a business leader who disrupts a local economy with a new idea are all examples of Awara's favored. Awara's favored receive a perk. Oara's favor manifests in the form of a plus two intelligence buff, so long as the devout regularly prove they're using it in her labyrinths. However, should one of Oara's favored take too long to deliver a new idea, and this time is unique to the person, and even that person's situation, in all things, Oara is fair and just and takes the circumstances of the favored into account. Should one of Oara's favored take too long to deliver a new idea, she will punish them with a negative two intelligence buff to teach them humility and reliance upon their goddess for ideas. When the favored either delivers a new idea or has sufficiently demonstrated repentance in the labyrinth without one, Awara will remove this debuff but may make the favored work a bit longer before restoring their intelligence buff. The chosen are those to whom Awara gives a single idea that will shake the very foundations of the world. Awara only chooses one or two creatures each eon to bless with supernatural ideation. These creatures can recognize an avatar of Awara if she deigns to appoint one in that era. It was one of Oara's chosen who taught the world to harness the power of wind in the year 10,100. Once they have seen their ideas through, Oara's chosen often become school headmasters, librarians, or adventurers. They are hooked on ideas, information, and innovation, and they seek it in any way they can. Oara's chosen gain several perks. First, they have otherworldly intelligence and enjoy the gift of a plus six to their intelligence. This gift is given freely and cannot be lost. However, if it is used to violate the three cornerstones, Awara's justice will, fairly, be far swifter and far more terrible. In addition to their intelligence buffs, Awara's chosen can fully rest in only half the time it takes a normal creature to, of their race to rest. The extra time is made available to them for meditation to refine the idea they have been blessed with. There are dues to be paid, however. Awara's chosen have a clear path they must walk, for the good of the world, but also for their own preservation. The endeavors of one of Oara's chosen will supernaturally fail if they do not align with the will of their goddess, and the more often the chosen departs from her will, the more painful the failures will be, up to and including the deaths of those they love or the destruction of entire cities and villages. And lastly, the avatars are those whom Oara has deputized to act with her authority on the, on the material plane. For all intents and purposes, they are Oara. Each of her avatars is blessed with a level of Awara's power within them, giving them the ability to perform Awara's will while she focuses her attention elsewhere. Laredith, 
The scientist who in the year 10,300 taught the Itu how to bottle the sacred fire was an avatar of Awara. Shrub, the dirt folk who established the city of Tumbleweb in the year 10,600 and established the Great Tunneling Commission 100 years later, was another. Perks, an avatar of Awara possesses some of her power, though this is finite. These avatars therefore act in the absence of their goddess to continue her will, and get to exercise their critical thinking, humility, and fairness in ways that grace the world. They can do far greater things than typical magical users, divine or arcane. However, this does come with its dues. An avatar of Awara is sometimes tasked with a specific piece of the will of the goddess and is compelled to act it out. Awara's power in them will not allow them to disobey direct orders. Also, Awara's power in the avatars is finite. If they do not regularly commune with Awara through a special ritual unique from those of the lower ranking members of the faith, their power will dwindle and eventually extinguish, and with it their incredible wisdom. If they do not reconnect with their goddess in time, these avatars wither and dissipate as Awara's essence seeks to return to her power and rejoin her in the outer planes. And that is your lore drop on the Awaran church. That's really cool. Yeah, I will say as the as as the person who like kind of made up Awara and played Awara in the beginning, I want to like congratulate Josh for like making that way more in depth than I ever would have. <laughs> Thanks. So I yeah, tried to stay good. true to the way that you played the character, but also flesh mm-hmm. out how would the faith have developed over time. For so, sure. Um, anyway, so that's the that's the OR and faith, just in case that influences any of your decisions. Are there any questions about Oara before we jump uh, back into other stuff? Is is Alan still lowly ranked, or is he like a chosen? Alan would be considered a follower of Oara. Yeah. Like, Alan's not a priest. Alan's not called into a specific work or anything like that from Oara. Alan is just a person who has chosen to align his life well, with the values of Oara. Okay. So there's that, but Alan is half celestial. He's an Asimar. That's, That's true. true. That is a race that uh, Oara created. Oara did create the Asimar. Yeah. Got it. There you go. I'm excited to hear more about. Uh, we'll do Kelnor next time. Yeah. yeah, that'll be sick. That excites me. Vibes. I mean, it'll be vibes. Yeah. He'll vibe with it. Interesting. Vibes, man. In the long run to figure out wh- where is Kelnor? He's on the ship, man. I also think it's <laughs> I also think it's interesting that Shrub has never once come up so far in our campaign. That is interesting. Shrub, mm-hmm. the second avatar of Awara. Yeah. Because did we see Shrub in uh, our visions? No. Oh, you've only oh, yeah. seen the four things Dang. or three, three or four things that you saw in your visions. Uh, we have an avatar section on our previous, and that's all we know about the avatars yep. that we have. Um, maybe, maybe he dissipated. Maybe. Oh, that's an we idea. We also know the so avatar. everything's kind of centralized here. Yeah, and maybe he wasn't acting. Um upon her will correctly we also know the, since uh, the dirt folk stopped expanding maybe yeah hmm. not sure also That's a good the question. Uh, K the avatar of Kelnor vanished before the darkening and we have no idea true. what happened very true those are two people we that we that. might run into honestly would Zoss know that is that is that knowledge he is privy to Um, what's the question again is is the knowledge of K disappearing before the darkening something that is known? Um, we have it written down, but I forget when or how we learned that. 
I'm looking yep, up yep. the history of everything to check when K disappeared. If if in fact K disappeared before the darkening, then yes, that's known. But I can't remember when K disappeared right now, so I'm checking. We just have the sticky note that says that. Well, I think if we have a sticky note that says that, then we know that. K's okay. on the boat, technically. K has vanished. We don't know where K is. I'm just saying yeah. I don't know if that happened during the darkening or before it. I think oh. that was during the darkening. Because K was oh, just okay. like going about his way trying to recruit people to his party. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because here's... In, in the year 11,030, when the darkening happened, K was planting the seeds of portals in each major, major civilization for when magic returns in the month of Mellow Begins. I see. That's something that Kelnor did. So okay. we talked about this in the past a little bit. Kay's ship was made by um, not the Hematicians, but the guys that were made out of wood. Yeah. And so the his Darude. ship. Yeah, the Darude. And, and so his ship Dance was form. made of the wood that is that is lighter than air. It's not a magical effect. No. It's just that these these trees behave this way. So it's possible he's just circling the globe like yeah. magic died. And he's just like just on cruise control, just. Yeah, how does he control the ship? Yeah, it is yeah, canonically goes... accurate that people on K's ship do not require sustenance. Ah, yeah. same. That's that's a historical thing that the Avatar Institute. I'm glad I, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine getting to the end of this and trying to bring him back to like fix everything, and he's just like starved up there and There's died. skeletons on the on the ship. Yeah. Another digestive pile. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk. Let's jump back into what you've got here. Wash, it yeah. looks like you kept working a little bit. Walk us through your your work here. Uh, just a little bit. I added the casino. I wasn't sure if they they had already made the casino, right? But maybe it wasn't opened yet. No, they are looking to open a casino. Looking to open a oh. casino. There's also okay, the so university. It's not approved yet, so they probably haven't built it yet. Right. Gotcha. And then there was the, the dark site under Tumbleweb. Like we came here to investigate the dark site. But we kind of like sloped up into Tumbleweb. We could still, you know, repel down the waterfall or whatever, or find caves down and uh, and check out the dark site and actually investigate it. I will say, at the very least, we should not leave Tumbleweb until we do. But the, it's, uh, it's definitely a priority. There's the um, College of Valor that they're trying to construct too. College of Creation and Valor. That's right. I played a creation bard. They're really awesome. I um, wonder. I'm just thinking like how the dirt folk have shunned um, Aura. And I'm wondering if that's going to have consequences. I don't know. With Awara, everything has consequences. She is oh, supremely yeah. fair. Yeah. Perfectly so, balanced. As, as all, all things, things should be. Should be. So I, I would like to I would like after talking about the Awara stuff and getting all of that lore, Jake and I kind of kind of messaged back and forth a little bit to each other. And I think it would probably be good for us to direct message you our findings, Josh. Sure. But we we would like for Jeb and Alan to, to maybe spend a little time at the lab before we uh, before That's we fair. go gallivanting off. So you yep. just mean like between this and the next session? No, just between when now and when we leave, leave. Oh, okay. yeah. Fine by me. You guys can do whatever you want at the game table. 
There's a there's a there's a specific thing we we were, we might be working on that we might ask you whether it's possible to do. But so basically, oh, I bet I know what this our, is about. <laughs> our downtime, yeah, uh, between sessions that is theoretically that we're it's also know, been a while since a fox is off powwow. This mm. is a this is a mechanic of D and D that I do want to remind you guys of since you're in a city right now. Like downtime is a thing, and you can yeah. choose to like, hey, we're gonna set up a safe house and spend however much downtime you want to spend in a city and try and accomplish downtime activities, which include things like pick up a level of a class, learn a new skill, learn a okay. language, that stuff. It might. You can at any point in time you can say, hey, I you know we as the party want to take a month of downtime or a year of downtime or whatever it looks it ends up being. Well, that's that's good to know because um, like typically in the games that I run, I'll will like get to a story part and I'll like say, hey, if you guys want to take some downtime, now would be a good time to do it. But it's never really been up to the party in my instances. So if you're saying it's up to the party, we'll keep that in our back pocket. Yep, just remember that the world revolves like not around you. Hydrate. Yeah. Thanks, mm-hmm. Grubbug. Bestie. Cheers. Hydrate. So like if you take a month of downtime, like the plot doesn't stop for a month mm-hmm. is basically what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, Belly's like, let's say- just take downtime until the magic comes back. Um, <laughs> if, if we don't find a lead that is critical time... Right, I feel like we're um, already on a time crunch. Though. We have two. We have two that are happening on Friday. Yep. Well, we don't. Those we don't are, know when yeah. the bank robbery is happening. The well, bank uh, security guarding stuff. Like, you know, the 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 magic is going away, and like the the, the avatars are in a deep trouble. And if we just mm-hmm. let things keep going the way they are, it's probably not going to end well. Yeah, so just based on your theory, one extrapolation that you might not be considering when it comes to time pressure is that if the avatars are trapped the way you think they are and power is being siphoned out of them, we just learned from Oara, at least Oara's avatars have a finite level of power before they dissipate entirely and vanish from the world. So if it's necessary to save them to stop the Aboleths, um, then that is a time pressure thing. If all of your assumptions so far have been correct, then they have there's time pressure two and on half that. Years. This is true. They what? They we, have well, lasted two and a half years or two years. Which is but, not a sorry, good two years. Um, the uh, the Dwegar, our friend, that uh, that Jeb and Owlin worked with a little bit. The the necklace that he had was the last of his avatar's magic. Ah, uh, still still implies a limitation. Well, it also implies a time frame. Yeah. Yeah. And his avatar uh, was Satonia, avatar of Kotix, right. the nature god. Yeah. Okay. Well. So I, I don't think we can just take a year of downtime in this. I know. Oh, yeah. Sure, definitely sure, sure, not sure, sure, a year sure. of downtime. I could imagine maybe a month. But. Um, Thinking just like a week. Um, yeah, I figure week, yeah. some of these leads, um, after we do the time sensitive ones like the bank and or the thing, in between, we could just scout out. Yeah. Um, the dark side. If it turns out to be something that's like not something we need to immediately invade, right? Or jump into. Do we into? still have our our writs of employment? We should. We might be able to get into the dark side if word hasn't reached the here. Well, Jeb's got a pretty big, you know, he, people know like word's gotten around about him. Oh, okay. At least in the uh, Bright World Company. Okay, do you guys would it be out of would it be out of pocket for me to just give a, an example prioritization of what we should do first and what we should prioritize less? Go for do it. it. Okay. 
I think before Friday, we should check in on the timing of the bank thing. Mm -hmm. We should check in on this prophecy and the guy who's been seeing some strange things. Um, that I assume those like three things will probably take up all the time up until Friday. Friday, maybe we should split the party between the wine tasting and the party. Like the the you know what I mean? Like see if mm. what the what, what Do we know the if they're happening there? at the same time? No. They're on I, the same day. Yeah. Do we know the flyers take time? One thing you might have missed is that um Shale, the guy from the Grey Watch, the Hobbit, um or the halfling, sorry, it's D D. Uh <laughs> he um he told you that the Grey Watch have managed to secure a single invitation to the party at the basin estate. Um which he was saying, you know, like if we work together, maybe one of you is the right person to send in or whatever. Okay, so we'll so, do one of one of us will go there, and the rest of us will go to the wine tasting, or maybe one person will like be their backup outside. The, they're the plus party. one. Yeah, we could be a date. There you go. It's awesome, um, Fox. So something <laughs> like that. Dancing, indeed. No, no offense, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Zoth, but I'm pretty sure Fox would never allow Zoth to go in such a critical charisma based. What do you mean? Zoth fits but, right in at parties. His entire religion is based around him. Oh yeah, I mean Zoth would be like he'd be able to pick up on the vibe and just emulate it. I mean that that would be a religion check I mean, in my that's... opinion. I feel like but at a party, Fox... a cleric of Kalnor uses religion instead of charisma. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would wouldn't Fo would Fox want to uh, to turn down the opportunity to to have Zoth dress up for a fancy party though? I don't know. Maybe you need to go mm. see a tailor and get some free digs to fit in at the party. <laughs> either, e okay, either maybe way, maybe someone slipped that Friday, in there in order to make it useful to you. That's a really good point. <laughs> the party and the tailor. Yeah, that'll after, be the name of that, se that session. <laughs> after Friday, I think we should investigate the dark side under Tumbleweb, and uh, maybe the casino as well, and then then maybe we should move on to moving to see if we should visit with the Merfolk. Or um, talk to the Grey Watch, or like see where we can go from there. And then when we, if we have downtime between Friday and those other things, use that for like what Wash and I are thinking about doing, and like other other things like that. You know what I thought of? What? Um, th there's one thing we glossed over, and it might be because we just dismissed it. I was just thinking yeah. this too. I wonder if you're thinking of the same thing I am. The older gnome. Um, oh, we're not thinking of the same thing. But you did gloss over the older gnome. Yeah, um, in the notice board north, uh, can you teach an older gnome to fence? Need patient teacher or teachers don't have money but willing to find a way to trade something, and that's mm -hmm. that's the part that caught my eye was the trading of something. Um, it could be nothing, right? It could be like, yeah. well, I mean, it's not going to be a magic item. Uh, to me, that doesn't strike me as much. But it could be information. Or something See, he doesn't realize the value of. Mm. Yeah. In in game, Zoth is like doesn't is not interested. Like out of game, it's like sus that it's so weird. But like Zoth <laughs> is really focused on like the the other more strange prominent ones. Oh yeah, Al no, it's just something that we glanced over. Alan and Jacob think that's willing to be glanced over. Something but else yeah. that you that you glossed over, uh, you haven't even mentioned it yet in tonight's discussion, is that you know where all of your visions of the avatars are located in the world. This yeah. is true. Um, a cry has given you the locations of the places you saw. Yeah. Um, are they, they not are the, maybe, maybe they are the layers of the the layers of the legendary dragons? Maybe maybe we uh 
go to the merfolk, see if they can help us, and then from there it's like, okay, now then we split up to like, you know, go to these things, or like maybe we go to one of them and the merfolk go to another one, or like whatever, just so we can like divide and conquer. Where is the Umbral Sea again? The Umbral Sea is directly beneath the floating peak of Zanir, or it was before it crashed to the ground and half of it fell in. I'm oh, zooming okay. in on the map to show everybody right now. This body of water up here is the Umbral Sea. It used oh, to be okay. wider, but the peak of Zanir filled in a chunk of it up here when it fell. Yeah. The two of the demigods are really close to each other then. The pro the avatars? Yeah, two of the avatars, sorry. Uh, Laredith, Avatar of Awara, trapped in the Umbral Sea layer of Andromeda, the Silver Star, and then Garlel, Avatar of Gomteus, trapped in Own Layer and Fallen Ruins of Floating Tower. Yeah, so that is very really close. close. Yeah. Like um, I said, I think maybe we visit with... How, how where are the merfolk at on the map? They're south. Down. They're uh, down here in the city of Nauta. Okay. We, we, could, we could do this... Uh, we could plan a route right yeah. we, we could do this like the old storybooks like uh fantasy storybooks where you just have like the the winding route we take you know to our destinations and, um, we, and that will probably change between now and next tavern talk like <laughs> oh sure you know you know that Latonia went to the white dragon Latonia is down here in the domain of thrax and how okay but she's free Yes, yeah, Satonia is she's, free and has taken refuge like under the protection of Thrax and how she's very weak. Yeah. Okay. So I while we could visit that and potentially get maybe information or something out of it, I there's just other time pressuring things that like the amount of time it would take to go there and it's literally on the one side of the continent the by itself. We would have to convince this ancient dragon too to let us through and deal with it. I'll tell you about another mechanic of D&D that none of you have really used so far this campaign because you haven't really been in civilization until now. But don't forget that you can establish contacts. Like, you could maybe pursue a relationship with the Grey Watch and get them to help you or, you know, try and develop your relationship with a cry. So, like, you don't have to go everywhere personally. You could try and delegate less important things to contacts. You don't have to, but it's just something you could consider. Uh, yeah, and also we're low level ish, right? So You're level yeah. four. There are people that are either more powerful than us or just as powerful and capable that yeah. we could, you know, ask to go take care of some of this stuff, right? Yeah. And from a statistical perspective, they should have a similar chance of succeeding that we would. We, if we want to do like recon, stealth, or just get the lay of something, we could also send Yam. He's pretty tiny and unthreatening. True. I think wherever we go, we need to follow what Kay did, um, which is not something Fox would ever say out loud. Um, <laughs> but just set a seed in every location we go, contact-wise. So the Grey Watch is a perfect contact for Tumbleweb, but like if we go somewhere else, maybe try to set up some sort of contact there. A Cry is our one of our contacts, and maybe we should reply to him. So. And ask for Ooh, him that's to. That's a good idea, Belly. The uh, something. the Grey Watch, Jeb, like it, like Jeb almost kind of doesn't believe that this dude is actually a part of the Grey Watch. <laughs> but if the Grey Watch is like actually a thing, Jeb might be down to like join them, because they are like his comic book heroes. They're they're, they're like this is like Batman swinging through, and saying you know yeah the Justice League is real. 
and I need Robin. I need yeah, a Robin. <laughs> well, I mean, not even that. Just like saying, hey, you know, yeah, the Justice League's real and whatnot, and all of those comic books that you had are real. And you're like, well, hey, I'm on a quest to save the world and restore <laughs> magic and save the avatars. You know, maybe we should like pair up. Maybe, like maybe um, like, like like a... Tom Holland asking Iron Man, like, is this an Avengers <laughs> level threat yet? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's what got us through Kyvan, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't know that. Also, but, Belly Savalas posted something really neat in chat. He said, What about that scroll delivery service? I believe he's referring to Scale and Sons. Um, yeah. Have them go to the merfolk and deliver a message. Let them worry about how to breathe underwater. <laughs> Wait a yeah, minute. Yeah, I think that's fair. How do Scale and Sons find their. Is that like Magic. a proprietary thing? They have how they pro- find their. Yeah, they have proprietary game. technology and it is Cypher and Wingle Digit powered. I wonder if I and can good old find fashioned tracking if I remember that too. Yep. If I can find people that we don't know where they are. Mm. Mm. Use scale and sons to find the avatars. Well, immediately goes from robbing banks to robbing letter couriers for much smaller payoffs. <laughs> well, so if it's uh if it's like a form of the scrying spell, um, or like some sort of riff off of the scrying spell, there is a there is a difficulty in locating the person, but that can be aided by your familiarity with them. And if you have like a piece of their clothing or, or like some object that directly ties to them, um, that would that would like aid in the strength of that spell. See, I'm thinking about finding a certain merfolk. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about finding my avatar. I don't think <laughs> I don't think we're gonna be able to deliver a message to Kay. <laughs> I mean, to we be honest, be, we may not need to deliver a message if they could just find him. To be completely frank, though, like if this is new technology, like Wingle Digits just came out, right? Yeah, they've just been made public, so their uses have not been completely explored yet. And so if Scale and Sons had been using just like traditional tracking methods, you know, and like, oh, like the fantasy version of zip codes. Yeah, like blah, blah, blah in Tumbleweb. And then they go to Tumbleweb and they find the person and they deliver them. But now they have like, oh, guess what? We can like narrow people's locations down to this. I mean, that's that's something that hasn't probably been explored and that they probably aren't using and that the DM will probably now use um, that now that I brought it up. But like it's I don't think that's unreasonable that if they're using magic to track people and to locate people to like take advantage of that. It's before not it gets locked down by society. It's not scale and sons who in the past have been taking advantage of this, but that is the entire thing that has made Edison such a force in local business. Edison has moved into like basically the hackintosh of Wingle Digits. Like pushing them to see what they can create and trying to like over engineer and reverse engineer and like, you know, break them in the right ways to produce new effects. Like that's why they have all those testing grounds in the Underdark. That's what Edison is working on. I wonder if there's a secret carrier service or like, you know, like a secret club kind of thing where they are their information, like their information brokers. You know where would we learn about something like that? the party with all the <laughs> top level people i mean we're gonna go don't get me wrong <laughs> i'm just not sh- I, uh, uh, mm. 
Fox <laughs> is hesitant to take someone on an undercover mission that is a giant orc uh, <laughs> who uh, has a history of making, rather than lying or making uh, fights, trying to rationalize with the enemy. It's worked so far. No, not Except true. Except for the when it has we're alive and it working are two separate things. <laughs> yep. We're alive despite that philosophy, not because of it. <laughs> what do you mean? It got us through Kaivin. Oh, technically, I think I got us through Kaivin. Yeah, I was going to say. But you were very hesitant about Kaivin. Yeah, but he, he, he clutched. I clutched. Because I he opened up and took it the Zoth way. I, I told him about our mission. Yeah. That's not really well, personal. <laughs> I don't know if you call that opening up. Anyway. Divulging secret information. How about that? Okay. Anyway. I feel good about our plan for the future right now. Me too. Zoth gets to go to a party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Zoth and Fox at the party oh. sounds amazing. That does sound amazing. I, I'm excited for that, yeah. Out of character, yeah, no, I. It's gonna be great. Zoth will <laughs> fight to get into that party to his last breath. He I already know that that, that episode's gonna be called Zoth and Fox's Day Out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's there like go. in uh, Avatar when everyone got their own little mini episode in the city of Ba Sing Se. Yeah, but I, who's hey, gonna I, have the tragic uh, tales of or the the leaves from the vine story? <laughs> That's the real question. Ooh, I probably, probably Fox. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say Jeb. Probably. Jeb. <laughs> yep, that would do it. Jeb's like, like <laughs> Jeb's like smiling on the outside as he walks through the tragic ruins of his past life right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it's, literally the same. Like that's yes. like the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jeb's. Jeb's got. Yeah, he's got some tragedy. Wow. Jeb's got some crap to work through, you guys. <laughs> yeah, he does. Crap. I mean, we've got his, so to like, all of you, but like, yeah. right now Jeb's crap is like right there in the city with him, <laughs> like. He has a uh, uh, dead daughter, and I assume uh, estranged wife um, and family. Oh, and man. a bunch of debt. Like him him realizing that his wife left too, and in the direction that he went, oh man, that stung. That stung the really hard. The direction we went was pretty dangerous. Well, well, the direction he went before got him like into a whole nother mess. So Yeah. Well, but just the, the idea that that he left and that she went after him, possibly. Yeah. 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 He's been he's been really hurting and really irresponsible and and well, like you know adventuring has die. been his coping mechanism. Magic has been his coping mechanism, essentially. <laughs> well, yeah, if you if you're focusing on saving the world, you don't have to focus on, you know, saving your own soul. Well, <laughs> well, saving the world has been a recent discovery, like, yeah. like a recent development. You know, he initially like essentially went on an Australian walkabout to, uh, you know, true, right? To to like just learn about magic and and like bury himself well, in a project. You know, you know what wizards do, where they like devote themselves to <laughs> to to like <laughs> sinking into magic and and like breaking reality because you know they can and it's like an escape for them but him it's it's more of an escape than i wonder if in the uh in the discord this week we should dive back into the story circles for each character and mm. see like where because that sounds like it's almost changed the trajectory of his story circle to where now the obstacle to his growth is the fact that he's using magic to cope with a diff like a hurt that 
that he should mm-hmm. be just addressing or something. Yeah. Um, that could be an interesting thing for us to just kind of chat about over the course of the week. We could put that in the yeah. table talk thread. Um, for those there of you, you watching, we have a discord that is like free to join. It's in the about section of our Twitch and there's a whole like section of that. That's all about D and D. We have a predictions, reaction, spoilers channel where you can be, you know, hypothesizing about the game. We have this conspiracy board will be available in that channel. You can see it. Um, we've got a generic table talk thread for like just random D&D talk um, and stuff like this, the story circles. So all that's available as well. Um, do you guys feel like there's anything else to discuss before we uh, wrap for the night here? I was just going to say, speaking of finding people with Scale and Sons. Mm, yeah, let's put that on here. Um, yeah, we can, we, there's a lot of things we could solve. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's an uh, it's a service we haven't really considered using until now, which we definitely should take advantage I, of. I'm now. glad we thought of it. And it's like we thought of it last minute too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good um, idea. Well, and Belly thought of yeah, it. Yeah, I believe we technically did. chat yeah. thought oh, of Belly. it. Yeah. Yeah. What was um what was the the, the you, company Belly. that we got an escort from last if you saved us? Whoa. What was that company called? Ems. The Amazon version thing? You yeah. mean the people who brought you into Tumbleweb? Yeah, that was Thames. Thames, okay. Could also use them for something. Run by maybe. Jess Basin. I don't Excellent. trust Thames yet. We need to we need to ship ourselves somewhere. <laughs> I ship it. Ship ourselves <laughs> to the avatars. <laughs> Make sure <laughs> avatars love Zoth. That's I'm sure, I'm sure Jeb could come up with some sort of spell to make the inside of a box bigger and more comfy while well, while he has his own across. portal dimension. But yeah. it only lasts so long, right? Yeah, he, but it's like, yeah. I believe rules as written that portal dimension is also static. Like if you move the box, I don't think the hole in the fabric of reality moves with it. Oh, okay. That's that's, that's, that's the funny. That's image, kind of though. like that's kind of up to. It, it depends like how those things are anchored a lot of it's up to like dm interpretation well um, that's my interpretation <laughs> yeah because yeah, it's kind of like the uh you know when you use magnificent mansion it creates a doorway and it's like so you're on a ship and you're like all right well we're gonna go sleep in our thing and then the ship <laughs> the just, ship whoo, just, just sails, like, sails off. off into the distance <laughs> belly's got or, a what if like, does it mount to the like the the deck of the ship you know that's like right there's, there's questions like that belly's um, got a what belly's- if going on here yeah. Also, can we canonically change the name of that spell to Kelnor's Magnificent Mansion, like God of Hospitality? <laughs> we, can that just be a? You need to, you need to like have a role in the Discord, uh, called like I don't know Theory Crafter, the Theory like Crafter. Yeah, Jeb's humble hovel, sleuth. Because he's he's figured out a lot of things. Yeah, for we'll, us. let's let's give him a role called sleuth. I like that. There you go. Congratulations, nice. Belly. You're the resident. He sleuth. is the sleuth. What if you sent one of those ciphers with a fireball spell loaded and ready to go and the messenger delivers the message and the message is the somatic component of the spell that basically casts it? That'd be sick. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a pipe bomb, but in that, magic yeah, terms. Yeah, you're mailing a pipe bomb. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I, you could be more insidious with that. Because isn't there spells that do poison damage? Oh, sure. It's like... Uh, it's you like could do you guys, tracks. Have you guys seen the new Batman? <laughs> I Not have. yet, no. Oh, I, should, oh, just, I won't talk about it then. Just There's before a you guys, Batman with a pipe bomb. Before yeah. you guys run too far with this idea, as a reminder, ciphers don't have verbal, somatic, or material components. You just 
put Dang. the wingle digits in and the spell happens. So Tough. like it's an instantaneous effect. It there be, you have seen machines where you can feed like a lot of wingle digits over time, but it still is like wingle digit equals power equals go. It's not gotcha. like so, a delayed thing. So you could have you could have it set up with like some mechanical stuff, like tinkering wise right. and like a timer. And then, like, have it drop off and cast the message spell and use it for snooping. You could. Oh, you could do that. There you go. You could have it so wait, if Should work for Edison. Be, we'd also have to figure yeah. out how to make a cipher. <laughs> well, well, I was thinking about that, too. And you'd have to charge it with the right spell, so you'd have to be able to get that spell scroll, and you'd only be able to do it once, so if it doesn't work, yeah. A lot that goes I, into I this. I hear a lot of excuses, but I don't hear any... Any, uh, <laughs> that's that's what I was about nose. to say, Billy. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, Jake, so, you're right. You're not hearing any no's from me because I am a you can always try kind of DM. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean I'm guaranteeing it'll work, but you can always All right, try. All right, well, uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, follower of innovation, you got to get on this. Yeah, there you go. Alan's next thing is he's going to be making a bomb. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, we'll just cipher as a general. Like if we, we can make said, our own Once ciphers, we figure out... Um, dude, we'll just mail it to the uh, Abolith. We'll make a, a bunch of fire, <laughs> fire spells, right? Fireball That'll spells. work great. That'll be great. And just yeah. mail it okay. to the Abolith. Yeah, so, like, so like real talk, though, uh, <laughs> we have muck on our boots, oh. which is which is mucus from the Abolith. Well, we don't know that, do we? Well, it's, it's slime. We, I mean, we figured it out. The Murky Mirror, whatever you're talking about here, your characters can have that knowledge in-game. You just remember there's it out. probably an in-game excuse for where you found it. Well, like, we, might be able to use that. Like, we haven't guaranteed that knowledge. Well, That's we haven't true. guaranteed it, but like if we could figure out a way to do a scrying spell, it would it would potentially grant familiarity. I think in our downtime, if we could, like, mm. like the, the casters could figure out how to, like, because we, we technically have access to our spells, so if we can transfer that to a cipher. Oh, yeah, we... Jeb, Jeb can write spells, and he, he, like, yoinked a ton of paper and stuff from the Bright World Company when we were in Dig Site 6, um, and I actually have scribed a couple spells. Well, I, I have a couple scrolls that he's, like, recorded into his book. Um, but yeah, he can he can make spells to load into ciphers. And technically, a wizard can learn any wizard spell, right? Uh, you just can only have so many memorized at a time. Right. I don't think Zoth That's can... why he was wanting to uh, kind of swipe as many <laughs> scrolls out of that one room in the uh, in Dig Site Six. And you know, writing writing spells into scrolls is expensive. But it is. if only there were some way to very quickly acquire a large amount of valuable <laughs> items. If only. Some way in Tumbleweb. That's only because we're trying. We're, we're gonna. We have that on the list. We're gonna do it before Friday. Well, we're gonna check on it before. We're Friday. gonna check on it before Friday.